0: Hello, and welcome back to the Ark of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my
1: name is Gavin. And
0: we're the Blanchard Brothers, back with your two-by-two two retro reviews for the month of July. And it's fitting a hot, that... Yeah. Hot, month of July. It is a... It's, it's humid uh, today. Yeah. Appropriate for at least one of the movies we're going to be talking yes, about. Yes, The indeed. other one's arguably a much colder film. Uh, I don't know which order we're going, but yeah, to remind everybody... Uh, who I'll be honest, uh, we we didn't get a consensus vote, so we had to make an executive decision. Yeah, there was no like clear front runner from either of us, mm-hmm. so we made our choices, and we're talking about wild things from '98. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, first first Kubrick movie ever properly discussed, I think, on this podcast. I believe so. Yeah, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Could you talk from about the grand the old year land. of 1999? Yes, but we've never never done, like, a Shining episode. Right. Specifically.
1: Yeah, I don't think any of our episodes have been Shining.
0: yeah. Wild Things and Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, Comparing. We were trying to stay in the erotic thriller zone, the summer of sexual seduction, as we had talked about before. Uh, And Gavin was trying to continue the Florida vibes. Of
1: course, always on the Florida vibes. Yeah. And uh,
0: I thought it was a good excuse to, to talk about one of my favorite directors. Excuse me. One not one of my favorite directors. Yeah, and his last movie. So that's what we'll be discussing, but as, as per usual, you know, we take we take long gaps in between recordings at this point. So, what have you been watching? We'll do a little catch up and then we'll we'll get into the reviews. Well, Sound good? Yeah. Is everybody on board with that? Yeah, cool.
1: Okay. What do you um what do you want me to start with? Cuz I mean, V's going to pretty much be the same while caught up on Dave. Loki, obviously.
0: Uh, I'm one episode behind on Dave. Again, we'll we'll kind of just go through that one when it's over and talk about. It. We both loved Loki. Uh,
1: Finished all of. I, I think you should leave.
0: Hell yeah, season two. Yeah. Uh, what what's your verdict? Of oh, on what? Season two, like to me, just as strong, just as great. As oh season yeah, of course, one. loving it. I don't really know if there was a. I felt like the moment for this one was a little shorter than I expected it to be. Yeah. Like. I feel like there was a couple days there where i was seen a lot of fun memes and stuff but maybe people were still getting to it i don't know yeah uh i loved it loved every second of it uh my favorite like non him is definitely the like shark tank-esque show oh yeah um <laughs> all i do is spend all of my money on wine <laughs> she is great dude. Yeah. she's the copier girl
1: yeah the first <laughs> santa brought it early santa brought i <laughs> i love all the bits where he's like he's just self-deprecating so like i was a fucking piece of shit oh and like i was, was a piece cool. of shit in an old life like just the baby's looking at me and sloppy like steaks sloppy steaks <laughs> my uh, the other one
0: we've been through it twice now oh, but gosh. the the one that got me and veronica the most the first time through was the dan flashes catch. <laughs> not only the first like office scene but when they, with the shirts but when they cut to the actual Dan Flashes in the infomercial yes. for the, the towns at the Greeks or wherever yes. um, um, because everybody's I, thing like that, all made that made me laugh so hard <laughs> It's like they show you know, go check out this cafe, blah blah blah, and then they show Dan Flatt, they show the signage for Dan Flat, yes. and it's so modest that is the thing that made me yeah. laugh harder than anything. And then they cut inside and it's pure chaos. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's like everybody. I, I love a good get, pattern shirt. Getting ready for a fight, there's like on edge. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy, the one checking. guy
0: who's trying to pay and just hands his entire
1: wallet. Yes. <laughs> Oh, he's God. saving his food money for shirts. Some great stuff. Yeah. Dan flashes has a great shirt. We've been here for
0: ten days. <laughs> Are you gonna tell everybody that I housed Gary's burger? <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
0: I could go on forever, but the last one. Uh, I think it's John Early from. Uh, he's on search party. He's bought a bunch of stuff, but the uh, credit card roulette. No oh, good. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. Yeah. Oh fuck! I should have lied. <laughs> I, I should have said a reason why I couldn't pay, not just say I could do it. <laughs>
1: okay, fuck. we gotta stop. Yeah. We're just we could literally, literally do an entire like we could three do the episodes. Entire episode. episode.
0: Yes, uh, fantastic show. We love it. Uh, huge thumbs up on season two, of course. Uh, yeah, we loved Loki. Did you check out the new kingdom? No, s- I didn't. Episode I s- slash movie. It's essentially a movie,
1: yeah. dude. I forgot uh, the date it was coming out. If it's up now, I'll definitely check yes, it out. I watched it a couple of nights ago.
0: It is fantastic. Okay, good. Uh, prequel, but then ties into the events of the end of season two
2: hmm. in a okay. very
0: interesting way. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, highly recommend. And highly recommend Kingdom. If you haven't seen it, I honestly think this episode is like a great <clears throat> starter kit. And then you can go but because chronologically... It fits in there. And you know the show plays a little bit with like time and right. stuff. We've seen that a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh Yep, that's Kingdom, uh Ashen of the North or Ashin of the North. Uh Master of the Universe, Revelation, the yes. Kevin Smith uh reboot. Mm-hmm. I've checked out the first two episodes. I'm digging it. was we didn't like Grow up on Masters of the Universe. More the movie, the Dolphin right, yes. movie, than the actual animated show. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like this attachment that a lot of people seem to like. There's some haters online, but overall, most people are like, oh, the show's fucking cool. And I really dug the first two episodes. Great voice cast, uh, but I'll let you know more when I've seen more. Huge recommend if you haven't watched any of it, it's on Hulu. Okay. Via FX, I think. Uh, Cho Show?
1: Huh.
0: With David Cho? The artist. He, did you ever watch any of Ugly Delicious with David Chang no. on Netflix? No. That is the first time I ever heard or saw David Cho. I had no awareness of him. He's apparently very famous slash infamous, like visual artist, entrepreneur, etc. Hmm. He did um, artwork for like the Facebook offices when hmm. they were first starting out, and as part of his payment, he accepted like shares essentially oh god and of course basically like they said when he cashed out it was like 200 million dollars or something and they mm-hmm. were like if he had held on to those today they'd be worth like 1.9 billion or something like yeah that. uh but anyway so he he got famous because of that too because he just like had license to he had like an infinite pool of cash he said substance abuse issues crazy life etc the show is him interviewing different celebrities for the most part um with the intent of painting a self-portrait or a portrait of them mm-hmm. while he's like he oh, okay. so he's doing it in, it in the moment okay yes um super interesting there's only four episodes and it like it is so jam-packed the pilot alone like veronica and i were completely floored by like afterwards we're just like that was a half an hour like how did he get all just the amount of creativity on display right The themes it's dealing with, like, I don't even want, you just need to check it out. You would love it.
1: Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah, Cho Show. The Cho Show. Gotcha.
1: Um,
0: I checked out the new American Horror Stories. So they're doing it, every episode is like a single thing now. The the season of this is an anthology. Hmm. And I guess the next season of the proper one is coming, like, later this fall. Hmm. but this is like a little energy. I don't know if they did this because of COVID and they like needed to do like a bottle sort of thing. Hmm. But I watched the first two. It's a two parter. uh, And it references season one. It takes place in the murder house, but it's a new story. It was okay. It's a little wobbly. I haven't checked in with the show in a while, but this was enough to bring me back where I'm like, okay, you're telling me I don't have to commit to a full season. Each episode is going to be something new. That's interesting so i'm gonna give it a few more but i've only watched the first two i was
1: i know, watched freak show when it came out and that's it dude that's I mean, it's the not season. really I,
0: I tapped out fully on hotel which i never finished but freak show was the season that broke me where i was like this is not good anymore yeah uh, i mean that's the first only one three i watched because it was juniper excellent. florida but yes so that's it okay um did you check out the north water no i need on to amc plus
1: no, no. Is it all out now, all the episodes?
0: I think we're up to
1: three as of.
0: Or maybe three comes out tomorrow night. It's got five total, limited okay. series. Uh, you got Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, our boy, Stephen Graham. Yeah. No. Yeah, is that right? What was he's, he in? He, he's played like every mobster. He was in Public Enemies. He's on Boerwock Empire. Uh, it's been a billion things. He was just in The Irishman as Tony Pro. Uh, you it is Stephen Graham. I'm almost positive.
1: Oh, he's then, um, uh, Jack Blackstock, did. Two Smoking Barrels.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he's in Snatch, of course. Yeah, as of well. course. But now, I see, I don't even associate him with being a Guy Ritchie guy initially because he's so just his
1: own thing. Now. Oh, yeah, no, he but totally is. But he's the is.
0: go-to to play American gangsters and play them flawlessly. He was George, I'm pretty sure he's, is he George Wilson in Public Enemies?
1: He's Babyface Nelson. Isn't he? Babyface
0: Nelson, excuse yeah. me. Uh, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. Peaky Blinders, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And Jack O'Connell, uh, Unbroken, Startup. One, you know.
1: Oh, he was in Taboo. Forgot about that.
0: But yeah, it's about whalers uh, in like the mid eighteen hundreds. Uh Super intense show. Don't really know where it's going, but it's kind of just you know desperate men doing desperate shit. And uh, you know, bad things are gonna ensue. Colin Farrell's a very dude, he's in total like Ray Velcoro mode. Oh you need good. to check it out. He's very he's a very intense individual <laughs> in the show. Okay. I'm loving it. Uh but yeah. That's on AMC Plus. So if you wanna do a trial, maybe you wait a week uh and then, you know, you'll be able to watch all of it within the month that you have it. I think Amazon has a special right now, it's ninety nine cents for a month of AMC plus. Hmm. And you can watch Gangs of London while you're on there. Great show that we loved from last year. Of course. Okay, Uh, that's pretty much it on the TV front for me. I watched.
1: uh, I started like not too long ago, within the last two years, there was an updated, modern retelling of War of the Worlds with Gabriel Byrne. I remember watching like what episode? Totally skipped it. And I checked out because I was like, I want to see where this goes, and I never just. I I don't want to like we all share Prime so like I'm afraid to save some things because like part of me is like I, is there a way to me me to make my own profile so I can watch stuff without you knowing because like everything I watch on Prime you're gonna see that I watched. I mean I don't I know you don't but like not I still necessarily. like yeah
0: as long as you remove it from the watch list afterwards I wouldn't know right or if but you don't I don't mean, ever add it to the watch list yeah that's
1: that the thing but if I don't add it to the watch list I forget about it and it's like exactly man, it's the it's a paradox talk about a double edged sword yeah you know really yeah, playing really fire. tough decision yeah. <laughs> such a terrible problem to have but they uh, i don't know if it's amc or star who it is but there is an updated probably like a bbc co-pro but i think it's through amc now but it's an updated 2020 but it's like in the 1800s it's like the like their take on war of the worlds as the novel would have been at the time like turn of the century all that kind of stuff i don't know any name big name players um I'm trying to think. The Doctor's really important. I can't remember who plays him. Um, Tim... Not Tim Roth. Who's the other one? Who am I thinking of? Is it Tim Spall? No. He's... Is it Carlisle? Robert Carlisle? Robert Carlisle? Bigby? Yeah, I think it's him. 28 Weeks Later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Yeah, it's a modern... It's your
0: boy, dude. The Beach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Daffy, yeah. Um, But... I've watched the first two episodes and I'm going to actually finish this one because i like that it's a period thing because Bex kind of got me into Downton Abbey for a little bit. So I was like, eh, maybe. And, uh, maybe. You, you did really call it, though, now that I think about it.
0: I'm like, yeah, what? Tim Roth kind of ate Robert Carlyle's lunch in terms of like, they were probably like this for oh, a yeah. little bit and then one kind of pulled away. I think they're about the same age, right? Roughly sounds about right i'm thinking so okay yeah robert Carlin, So war of the world yeah
1: um did we need another one well uh, we? apparently this came out i mean, this must have been they came out the same time as the updated one the updated one has a second season like the modern retelling one okay in present day and that's got gabriel Byrne. that's through epic wait so you're watching two different series i'm conf-
0: so confused
1: i i saw so i saw that the updated one in modern time had a second season was like shit i didn't finish because the first one wasn't that long it was maybe like five six episodes i'm not mistaken and then i started looking at it and the next thing i know this this one that i guess came out in 2019 but is only available now for whatever um i was like wait a minute this is not the one i thought it was and it was like of the day period i was like let me check this one out so i think i'm gonna watch both back to back and be like huh just like all because that's one of my favorite stories that okay. it's one of the only non lovecraft stories that I really dig on when it comes to science fiction, you know there's been tons of versions of it, and yeah. I just it's interesting, so I think I'm gonna check out and see what they do, what they parallel. expect a full forty page dissertation never all right,
0: <laughs> okay, anything else on the TV front
1: that is it, my man.
0: all right, uh, I'll hit you with a few new movies, uh a classic horror story. Which is on Netflix It's uh A little uh I don't want to say too much but honestly It could be spoiled Very easily Hmm. Uh, It's Italian Okay And it's got a lot of Horror influences Uh, I kind of Don't even want to say what they are It's worth a watch I was a little let down by where it ultimately goes Um but there's some great visuals. Hmm. There's some interesting points. It's a little too meta for my taste, to be honest. Just a little too much.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, but worth checking out. Maybe save it for October.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I might have to do that. Yeah. There's Maybe a lot of like, scary stuff that's popped up I was excited based like, on okay. the
0: trailer, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger on it. Uh, I finally caught The Hunt from last year, because it's on HBO Max. Did you ever watch that one?
1: I, I was, That's in my list, yeah. You did watch. I it. did. Awesome. I tried. Checked it out. What'd you think? Very. It's so weird because I'm thinking like, okay, well, how do they toe this line of like? Where you could argue that it's like, oh, hang on, I want to do that too. I don't have a drink, but I have a Pepsi, so I just want to be able to say I. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, you do the ah uh, after you take a sip. I do the ah uh, beforehand. It's an expectation sip. delightful anyway um (laughs) it was weird thinking like how are they gonna do this where it's like in my head this is the liberal hollywood elite making a movie about like the right wing but right also about like how ridiculous it is that the liberal hollywood elite and like the left wing like i was really hoping it would stay middle ground and i feel like for the most part I don't think it really towed one line or the other. I, I felt like it was like, both of you are ridiculous. Do you not see how stupid this is? But where it all went, it was just one of those like, yeah, why not? Why would you not make that movie right now? Like, of course you should. You Yeah, totally. And who and all is in it um, blew my mind. I was like, oh shit. Because... There's definitely people that I'm like, oh, hey, and they're not there for that long. And then there's people who I'm like, well, this guy's obviously important because he's been in other things and they're just unceremoniously done. And I'm like, no, oh, okay. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, more
0: than I even mm-hmm. than I thought I would. Exactly. A particular highlight for me was Betty Gilpin as the lead. Mm-hmm. She was phenomenal. And honestly, I think that's the biggest crime of them having to delay that movie and then it coming out like right as covid was hitting and just being like basically yeah. fucked over twice at mm-hmm. the box office and having all the controversy around it nobody actually talked about the movie and regardless of how successful you think the balance of tone and like all of that is i think she knows exactly what movie she's right. in and it's just fantastic throughout right uh, she's the highlight to me it' indeed but yeah, I recommend it. It's on HBO Max. I don't, you know, I don't know how, for how much longer, but
1: I think to the end of the month. Check it out. Did you watch Space the Jam? Hunt? I sure did. What'd you think? It was all right, man. What'd you think? I and I really loved that they took me took enough time to take me through all the different Warner Brothers universes to pick up the tunes. That was probably my favorite bit. I so you liked all of the. The IP just being like, yeah, of course, why not? Blasted into your eye. Of course, if you're gonna look, this is here to here's me. My biggest this...
0: gripe with that little section you're talking about spoilers for Space Jam, a New Legacy, available right now on HBO Max. They're going by, by all the planets, and like, it's pretty obvious, like, what most of them are, but like, they have to announce the Matrix. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like with the title card, essentially for the Matrix, right? I, as opposed to, I was like, I would get it. Like, you got the green numbers, you got the red and blue pill floating. that it was a very odd. Touch it was like, anyways. Uh,
1: the only thing that would have made it better if they'd have gone in and it was like whatever they're doing for this new Matrix movie at the end of the year, they stumbled upon them mid shoot for that. That would have been hilarious. That would have added to it. they
0: did. I did love the Jordan joke.
1: Oh God, yes!
0: The hardest I laughed the whole time. the eyes, full hearts, can't I tried lose to guys. keep. In, <laughs> I love that he's Mike. I tried Mike. to keep in mind. Mm.
1: Yeah. Shutting it
0: down. I tried to keep in mind. This is for kids. Yes. This is for kids who were the age I was when I saw it originally in Japan. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I mean you weren't allowed to go. You're in yeah. timeout. Yeah. <laughs> not
1: boarded, because I said. And I lorded it over you <laughs> Not because I said the f word in front of all the neighbor kids, but because I had a D in third grade. Okay, so I have a natural aversion to not like. I love Space Jam, but my initial <laughs> viewing of like oh, I can't see this it was also, all separate. But yeah, I don't fucking no one gets to see this yes. before me. so bad, dude. Uh.
0: Anyways, trying to keep that in mind the whole time, it was too long. It was way too long. I was a little disappointed that like. In in trying to like, basically advertise all of their other—it's basically a giant advertisement for HBO Max. That's what I was
1: gonna say, dude. Like, this is the perfect the, one to
0: give people for free. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, it was also kind of an advertisement for all of this shit. Ready Player One. It's another movie that's just like, yeah. Here's all our shit, mm-hmm. and some
1: other stuff that we got were able to get the licensing to. We're not Disney, but we're not okay. slouches either. Like, we got stuff. Is it Warner Brothers or Universal in that? universal. I think it's universal, yeah.
0: Because you have... we well, have all the Spielberg stuff. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Why do I think Warner...
0: Who has King Kong? Because isn't King Kong in both of these now?
1: No. Yeah. There's two... There's like... Well, is it... Is Kong public domain? No. I think it's... There's <laughs> King Kong and then there's just Kong. Like, it's two separate things. Like, King Kong is like the universal monster like top of the empire state building kong is part of like the godzilla verse thing and kong skull island because they don't call him king kong in, in skull island or kong versus godzilla but he, but he is king kong he and is do him. they call him king kong yeah that's true i'm pretty maybe it sure things. maybe he exists what? without ip he is the god we See, all need
0: and and see, I'm sitting there thinking about all of this stuff when right. I should be watching the movie. Exactly. That's the, it, it is so, at a certain point, it is so distracting to have these, like, they look like when you go to buy a Halloween costume. Yes. And they have the person, like, you know.
1: Oh, I thought the Danny DeVito uh, penguin gun. right there was amazing. Um, Even sure. though it wasn't Danny DeVito. Mr.
0: Freeze, whatever, yeah. etc. And it's just like it's just off it's off to the point where it's distracting and then of course you're looking at the crowd the whole time because you're like oh maybe it'll change obviously they want to show off different stuff and you're like no nope. this game that lasts like almost an hour of the movie it's just the same crowd shots mm-hmm. almost like they're on a loop like like a video game
1: I love that they got but, they couldn't get anybody else from inside the NBA so they got lourel and what's his face I can't remember his name
0: oh yeah I don't know the commentators yeah because I don't watch that stuff but um yeah, I. It was too long. Not enough. Not enough Looney Tunes. That's what I was trying to get to. Is in trying to like blast all of here's all of our other Warner Brothers stuff. Right. To me, you lose the thread of like, it's the it's the pa- the pairing is the Looney Tunes and whatever athlete you're gonna have in it. Right. Also, don't know why it's called Space Jam. It should be like,
1: Video Jam, Hyperdrive like,
0: Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Dom Jam.
1: What what a. It, what did you think Call- of Cheetle though? Because I had the same reaction you had with, with No Sudden Moves. I felt like he was having a fucking ball. I was gonna say he loved Secret weapon in it.
0: to me, and as much as he he took all of his his Marvel training for acting on green screens and stuff and was basically just like, Oh, but but I can cut loose Yeah in this one. I thought, yes, he he honestly he kept me engaged through the whole thing he's the reason why i'm like it was all right yeah but uh yeah not enough not enough of the tunes for me honestly Mm -hmm. not enough gags not enough bits uh i thought lebron was fine yeah i again one or two jokes landed most did not most bounced off the rim
1: or the backboard. Uh, I did like the joke about Anthony Davis's eyebrows. I thought that was hilarious. I'm Mean, dude. You a little mean, mean, but I mean, that's that's. It's like the one time you can say it to him, and it's a you know you're getting it out there I for mean, real. I guess but it's, he, Anthony I guess Davis he has dealt okay with, this with this. He's been at U, UK like when he was in Kentucky. Everybody, it was, no, I he's, know. He's dealt I'm with. I'm just t- he t- gets it.
0: Okay, uh, but yeah, no real strong feeling. I'm not like, oh my god, they ruined my childhood because I'm like. It was space jam guys like i have nostalgia for it but like it was you know yeah. not the best movie ever made i did feel like it was sorely missing the bill murray wayne knight kind of like right comedy chops like another character to you know kind mm-hmm. of bounce off i wanted another real world person right you get a little bit of that with the commentary but not not enough to me and yeah underwhelming yeah but i went in with like ultra low expectations which is why i think ultimately i'm just kind of like i enjoyed cheetah in it and like there was enough bits every like you know 15 to 20 minutes that i was like okay this is kind of clever well, i guess in- even though it was huge swaths of it i also was just like this is like mind-numbing lowest common denominator usage of like you i'm just sitting there going like you have access to all of this And all you can really manage to do is just kind of like flash it in front of us. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no depth to it. There's no like we're actually building a story around this. It's just like we have an arbitrary setup that allows us to just kind of throw whatever we want to in the frame, but to what end? Exactly. Just an advertisement. I think the
1: one. Well, see, and the one thing I think for all of their other
0: properties, the one thing I think you can do to save it
1: is. Work in the IP more with, like, yes, it's the Looney Tunes, but, like, whenever, you know, spoiler alert, the son, like, realizes, oh, I want to play with my dad. Like, he created the whole thing. How come he can't hit something on his little thing and, like, one of the IP oh, from the me. crowd you're, comes out?
0: You're asking logic questions for this game where, like, points are just assigned
1: arbitrarily, well, no, no. I'm style just saying, like, points and all of this no, shit? Like, no, it's not that. I'm just saying, like, that's the way you save it is, like, he can bring ip as the tunes go down you can bring other ip that you've shown me that's just kind of existed in that background have them come in for like a play or two part of the game it's not that they do ridiculous looney tune shit to make all these points up they're just subbing in random ip that you could find just for like to to bank to bank on that like if you're going to show me all the ip and i'm just sitting there watching it it's one thing but if you let me engage with it by like you know somehow somebody from that audience that's Part of the Warner Brothers IP is on the court. Yeah, All of a sudden, I, that to me would make it just a little bit more satisfying. But again, I don't even know if I want to see that version of this movie. I don't know. Either, I can though. dig it. Well, well, To transition, I will say this: I enjoyed it, if in so much as when I went to go see A Quiet Place Two, I looked up and saw Oh, Space Jam is playing here, and I thought, I don't, I wouldn't pay to watch it in the theaters, but it's still neat that I got to watch on HBO for free. Minus a subscription But who cares You know So it's it's one of those like Huh, huh Yeah I did watch that in my, in my room And that's probably The only place I would watch it If I I mean If I had kids It'd be one thing but. I
0: wonder how it played For crowds Because the night I went to go see I didn't mention it um, The night I went to go see Pig Ugh. Starring one Mr. Nicholas Cage don't even, don't even say anything uh, about Space it. Jam was playing In the same theater And there was tons Of like You know 10 to 13 year olds Going in droves. So I was like, what What did they think of this? Like, I, I was very curious, but I didn't stop to ask any of them, surprisingly. Just went and watched Pig, which I won't say
1: anything about. Please don't.
0: Okay. It'll be on VOD soon. Good. Enough. Zola is on VOD right now, I believe.
1: Good. I'm only, I need to check that one out. Yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, Space Jam, New Legacy, it honestly pretty much indifferent towards like I understand there's some people who are like really had their guns out for it um that was just kind of whatever but but again it wasn't made for me at this point I don't really have a an attachment to LeBron definitely nowhere near the level of attachment I had to Michael Jordan when that fucking Mm -hmm. movie came out um and again the other element where it's like oh the Looney Tunes I'm always fucking like the Looney Tunes they haven't done anything in forever yeah um and then the movie doesn't really let them do anything, much of yeah. anything. I was very I was very let down by that. Uh, I watched for the first time properly, start to finish. So this is technically a new one for me. Carlito's Way hmm. from 1993. Because we did Scarface last month for our two by two. Thank you to everybody who checked out that episode. Uh, and I wanted to do you know it's Pacino and De Palma. Ten years after Scarface, very different movie about the same length might be longer actually i can't remember but i'd never seen it start to finish you know i caught Hmm. bits and pieces of it on like tnt over the years of course but uh good definitely would go in the flawed masterpiece category where i'm like just a few little tweaks there and you got i mean there's there's so much to love and and like about it but there are a few things that are just odd choices odd edits um but then some masterful shit, like that final uh, subway chase slash shootout is is pretty remarkable.
1: Did they do a, uh, like a prequel with Jay Hernandez? They did. Okay.
0: And uh, Diddy, or Sean, I don't know if he was just going by Sean Combs at that point. but
1: You know what I love about and
0: that. And then is... Luis Guzman is in it, but right. I don't think he's Pachanga. I don't think uh, he's yeah. playing the same character. I yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really liked it penelope ann millerton yeah man forgot about her and uh finally on the new front on the new front i saw old in the theater no Abe night Shyamalan's
1: old what'd you think
0: not his best of course <laughs> not his worst yeah but not his best uh I don't want to spoil it for anybody I'm, I'm, it's new it's only so been it. out for a week i know you're not going to we'll wait till like october okay then I'll, then I'll tell you exactly what happens in it uh he just can't get out of his own way sometimes dude so that he's one of those people where i'm just like you are a born filmmaker dude like from from a visual aesthetic standpoint visual storytelling you're great man you just, just you can't you write your own shit to let somebody come in and do a dialogue polish, you need an editor. You need somebody to say it just my biggest frustration with this is all saying be very vague about it. The movie reiterates its points and its character revelations of like them processing what's going on. Mhm. People have seen the trailers. People are like rapidly aging on a peach. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it just it treats, it, it's basically playing to like the lowest common denominator, the back of the audience. Like it, it is spelling things out in big, huge lights, like over and over again. And I'm like, you didn't used to do this. Like Six Sense, Unbreakable, you let people come to you. You drew them in with like subtlety and it signs even the village for all its flaws same thing very engaging movie doesn't hold up on rewatch once you kind of know that you know there's some suspense just completely drained out of it there's some stuff that in spite of itself still really effective in that movie i'm even a lady in the water defender to a certain extent Mm -hmm. the happening is where he drops fully into like dude what are you doing here but it's like that's one of the best worst movies ever made it's so enjoyably bad. And I wanted this at a certain point. I was like, just go in that direction, man. hmm And it, it, it still had a kernel of, like, seriousness to it and, like, a real thematic depth that it never quite delivered on but kept it from, like, drifting into this complete absurdist, like... And I think part of that is the casting because the cast is, like, impeccable. Everybody's, like, top-notch but they are given some of like the worst dialogue i've heard in a while hmm. to say unfortunately but yeah i just i it's such a weird tonal shift to me cuz it's just so many elements of the movie would be played better if you didn't just like verbalize everything that we're already seeing and we can if we're in it and we're with you and, like, when you have characters just start repeating exposition, essentially, like, making sure everybody's on the same page, it kind of makes you start to think, well, these people are fucking dumb. Like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. you want have to tell me again. So it makes you start to resent the characters a bit, and it makes it harder to, like, invest in what's going to happen to them. It's not what you want in a in a horror movie, unless you're doing a, an act of, like, these people suck. They deserve to die, and that's like not a this movie. Like a Green Inferno type thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, or any slasher from the '80s, for the most part, where everybody sucks except for one cool chick.
1: How many more you think he's got left before we're just done?
0: Before we're,
1: he's like done? Before no, before like people oh, are just like, will, we will not give you money goodwill? to make. No, no, yeah, how much? Because my thing is split. You know, it was like the magic's back, baby. Everybody was like on board with split. Yeah. And then when you find out Split is actually an unbreakable, quote-unquote, kind of sequel, you're like, oh, shit. So when Glass gets announced, you're like, oh, he's, ha- he's been playing the long game. We didn't know. Our boy's back. And then when you murder every single character that you've set up in these three movies in an unceremonious like finish of like, ugh. And then there's some secret society that didn't want superhumans to exist, you're like... Well, fuck man i don't know if i like you anymore and then this is what i get after that you're like see i wasn't doing that at all no 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 i, I get it i get i got both of them i love both of them i'll go to bat for split and glass and unbreakable all day long i think but i think that's what people felt so oh, absolutely when you yeah. come with you when you give or, me this or you like know.
0: some people i know a i think the only people who like truly went on the opening weekend were people who were like unbreakable and split fans and were amped for it right it didn't do that great overall oh yeah i know but i also think there's some people who stumbled into it and have subsequently found that movie watched it and not known that it was the third in right the trilogy mm-hmm. and been completely lost i have a co-worker who specifically <laughs> had that experience <laughs> like within the last month wow and they were like yeah we just like we were like oh well maybe it'll like maybe it'll come together like make sense further on i'm like so you've ne- wait. I'm sorry. So you've never watched Unbreakable or Split? And they're like, "What are those?" Like, well, <laughs> like, you know. Stop the, talking to me and just go watch these. You know those two guys who kind of seem like supporting characters in this movie? Well, they had whole movies about them. And then like the glass guy, he was in one of them, and he was already like revealed to, oh, he's he's a super villain. He's he's a bad dude. Yeah, that's like a great twist, but you know now that's not gonna work because you can't put the genie back in the bottle yeah you can't uh, but yeah i love those so i think and this one people seem very split on the audience the audience seemed yes sorry the audience seemed pretty much like all along for the ride but i could not gauge after it was over if people were like oh that was that was good i enjoyed myself um and there there definitely were no like unintentional like laugh out loud moments sort of thing so it never drifted into that happening territory, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't have to rush out to see it. I think he'll get. You know, he's working again. I think this one as well. I double check, but he's self financed like everything yeah. recently. The visit, split glass, and this. Hmm. He is self financed slash like mortgaged his home. Put up his he puts a puts his money where his mouth is, dude. Well, he's, I guess if he's he making his truly... return
1: on his investment, he's alright then. Exactly. Which is I mean, great, but it's He's
0: doing the under the Bloomhouse model of under ten mil. And yeah. And he's just that's why I think he'll be fine. He'll yeah. he can he can truly be making whatever he wants, which is why I think I was disappointed by this one. Because I was just like, dude, you have a great premise here, but your execution seems like you're just trying to kinda like Make sure everybody enjoys themselves, as opposed to like really challenging your audience at all. It just or it's
1: like you think we're 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 waiting for the twist, so you don't want to give us a twist, so that we can be like, well, this one didn't have a twist the entire time, because you you think you think you know that we know you, and you can't just give us a movie because I'll admit for a little bit, and then this is as much I'm going to say about it because I don't I can't believe we spent this much time talking about it in my channel on. For a while there, get, that that was the thing. Like, the twist, oh my god, with him. He's the master, like, that's so crazy. And now it's just kind of like, oh yeah, he had the one really good one that, like, everybody knows. And that, you know, what's he, what have he done for me lately? I mean, that's yeah, about
0: it. The twist is incredible as well. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Underrated, still his best movie. Of course. The Signs twist. I think one of the boldest twists in all of movie making, honestly. But nobody really talks about it. Why? Well, the twist, arguably, given the whole, like, setup of that movie, everybody would tell you, oh, it's the, it's the water, the fact that, like, you know, they heard would The whole setup there is it's the payoff of she has the thing about the water, Meryl has the bat, the last thing she said was swing away. It's it's the realization of, oh, everything does happen for a reason. I do believe in faith. Essentially, the twist is God exists. That's essentially the twist of that movie and like he helps his kid through the, the asthma attack and everything by praying mm-hmm. for the first time, essentially. Right. Um so that's the twist of that movie. It's not the water <laughs> hurts the aliens or any of that. It's that essentially fate exists and he has faith in fate and that renews his faith in God. So essentially, yeah, that's the twist of science. I consider it bold because I'm like, you don't think about it initially, but I've watched that movie like 10, 15 times over the last several years. And I'm like, that's the twist. And then he gets his faith back at the end. He puts back on the collar, that's the last shot of the movie. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the bold twist. Is like, hey, I think Shyamalan believes in God, bro. I think he's Christian. He might be. Yeah. He just might be.
1: Um,
0: we can be done. Yeah, we can. We can be done um, with that. Let me trip. give you my...
1: <laughs> Quick rewatches of my two, sorry, three new ones, um, besides The Hunt. Uh, rewatch Mask of Zorro. Word. Holds up, love it. Rewatched the Delta Force. First time Norris. around. Oh, yeah. Lee Marvin, Chuck Norris. Um, Lee Marvin? Yeah, he's in the Delta Force. He's not in it that much, but he's in there. Um, went on, like, a weird Chuck Norris kick, because, like, can't find sidekicks anywhere to watch. So I watched The Octagon after that. Um, just so much promise, and just you know, he spent all of the '90s on TV, and just didn't really cash in on any of that '80s canon fame. Chuck Norris,
0: Top Dog,
1: yes, Top Dog. It's it it's Top Dog. Top Dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one I want to watch. <laughs> that it's the the Hitman. His brother Aaron directs it. It is the the Crazies. The last dream sequence in in Sidekicks. Where him and Barry have the slick back hair and he's got yeah, the yeah, long trench coat. It's that. Like, he's that aesthetic in that movie. I don't know what the hell's going on in it, but that's all in the cover. He has, like, a double-barrel shotgun. You can't find that or Sidekick's available, like, digitally anywhere. So you have to either, like, order a print from somewhere or, like, catch it in a random, like, you know, second-hand store.
0: Got that. Dude, I wonder how much that VHS goes for. Yeah. that be... We should convert it to a DVD and I'll oh, sell dude. the VHS.
1: Hell yeah, man. Um... What else? Oh, uh, oh, that's it for all my rewatches besides that. So, new one I watched, Arch Enemy with... Um, Joe Mangianello? Yes. And from there I found, which I didn't realize, um, Daniel Isn't Real?
0: I've, I've seen the title like a hundred times on Prime. Okay, so...
1: Okay. You know who my favorite person is? You know, like, I'll pitch it to you. So... There's a kid who witnesses something as a kid, as a child that like causes him to have some mental health issues. Okay, that kid grows up to be Dave from Halloween. Don't go up there, Dave. You're gonna get killed. Like, to who to me is the second coming of the uh, uh, Airborne, the kid from Airborne. Shane McDermott. Shane McDermott. Yes, like looks like him. Could could be him, right? Mitchell Goose. Mitchell Goose, and yes, he's you know the new our our generations Mitch Gueza. Well, the new generations Mitch Gueza. Okay, I got you. Right. So he has a friend named Daniel, played by Patrick Schwarzenegger, and it's just this crazy mental mental it's a fight
0: club for babies.
1: No, it's no? not. It's it's a lot darker than that. Okay. It's really really out there. The only the other highlight is the girl who is in the American Utopia and she's also in American Honey. I cannot remember her name. Um she's Jessica Hyde in the American Utopia and she's the lead girl in American Honey.
0: Sasha. Yes, something around there. Oh my gosh, and she was just in Loki as well.
1: Yes. Um yeah, that's right. She was in the, one of the agents in Loki. Um okay. she's in it. Um but apparently the people who made Arch Enemy, this is like Arch Enemy is almost like in the same universe, like a vortex world thing, like they they're talking like they're going to make a third movie in this sh- sort of shared universe and somehow that one is, it's kind of the same thing with the Woodward and Bernstein guys we talk about that made Synchronic and whatnot. Okay. It's okay. kind of like that. They have like a shared thing. Um, of course, arch enemy is Manginello. is from another universe. He had, he was a superpower to save his universe. He came to our sort of thing. And weirdly, just like in the hunt, Glenn Howler, Howerton, Howerton. He's in, uh, I, I saw them in the little teaser yeah. on Prime yeah. or yeah um, on the AMC Plus. Yeah, so those two and then what was the other brand new one I want. Oh yeah, I technically have finished all three of the Fear Street things. If, if you just if you just need a little bit of horror to tide you over until till uh, Halloween, I think I'm gonna save them for October. You, or you could
0: because it's gonna. I'm I don't know how much we're gonna super, get that's gonna hit. Super
1: in the, invested in it, in dude. It period. paid the watching okay. the third one paid off. I do. I wish Netflix would do more shit like this. Give me three different things and like give me the payoff because...
0: Well, I'm sure with how well they seem to have done, that yeah. this might be a template going forward. I,
1: I hope so. I thought all the people who were in it were great. It was great to see them in different iterations because it's not like they just kept throwing new people in. They were recycling the same core actors right. throughout different parts in the 70s, the 1600s, and then modern day, which technically modern day is 1994. That's the best part about it. Um so really thoroughly enjoyed that that series. I would put that as just like a if I'm gonna I'm not gonna do oh well one, two, three. I'd do it as just Fear Street one thing if I'm gonna put it on like a top ten list. To right. be, if it were to make it there. Um finished all of those and I rewatched The Prophecy. I hadn't seen that in years. It just popped up that it was leaving at HBO Max and I was like, That's a is Christopher Walken and Elias Cotes. Um and Vigo Mortensen. Yes.
0: Figo Mortensen, also in Carlito's way.
1: And um, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Stacked cast. Uh, uh, what's you, got me, you,
0: you got me the 4 I pack do, of yeah. And Prophecies. now I'm like, I think I'm going
1: to take those with me. That might be one of my things I do for sure. Uh
0: There's a We Hate Movies from literally like a couple weeks ago on The Prophecy. We should check it
1: out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the rest are just the, uh, the two we're going to talk about now.
0: All right. Uh, rewatch Boogie Nights. Uh, the Guest... Been on Netflix and uh, and Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> oh, you're saying and what did I think of rewatching? It? Of course, come on, man! It's great, dude. It's it's fantastic. Liked it even more than the first time. This was only my second time. Uh, really? Yeah.
1: I just I was in the mood. Yeah. I was ready to watch it. What do you think of that soundtrack, though?
0: It's good. Really, it's good. There's I remember. I don't know. I remember the things i really like or the soundtrack moments i really liked in it which were what like the final whole final sequence yeah. and there's a few like kick-in moments like in some of the action scenes i don't want to spoil if, if you haven't seen the guest go watch the guests on that everything
1: but... she makes for him and all the survive bits that are are in there from like the party and like the second back half i think are probably phenomenal like Better than anything Survive ever put out. Well, it's technically not Survive. Better than anything the two guys put out for Stranger Things, but Survive as a whole. Like, they haven't really put out anything lately. I need to
0: listen to it in isolation. Yeah. Because I think part of it was the sound mix
1: yeah. as well. I would recommend it.
0: Because it wasn't as prominent as I remembered it in my head. Right. As, yeah. That's why I was kind of like... Yeah, I remember. I liked parts of the sound.
1: I have to find my DVD for, or my Blu-ray for you because that's the way to watch it. It's for
0: sure. Yeah, and I will definitely. I would rewatch it again in October. Great movie. Uh, watch Brokeback Mountain. Veronica never seen it.
2: Hmm. Um,
0: cry every time. Don't know what else to say. Yeah, fantastic. It Beautiful movie. Great movie. Um, and yeah, the one where... I don't know which one we're talking about first, but well, I guess it's about that time.
1: Would you want to go with? hot hot florida or do you want to go with cold cold new york
0: parentheses england or... yeah
1: i mean what do you want to do man i don't know man i i got a bunch to say about both of them i think they're both amazing i think we pay i think we weirdly were able to find like a nice alpha and omega for this quote-unquote genre we, we have
0: found in. a high. Hot... We found a high and low brow right. version, both extremely successful in their own individual ways and both kind of capping off
2: a going decade on.
0: we will say a decade because it really doesn't hit until
1: like the mid 80s, I feel like. But then, and but then so, again. Yeah. Like a we, decade plus of. And tell me this. Yes. Uh, honestly, maybe I'm leaving unfaithful off the board. Do we still have these type of movies? We I don't feel like we have these type I, of movies. I don't think and so. And I'll tell you I why. I think they have virtually disappeared. I'll tell you why. Internet porn. Okay. Hands down. We get to the two thousands. Everybody's done with dial up modems. Everybody's getting on that broadband kick. So you don't have to like go to a movie, the movie, to see like anything that was gonna like whoa, cause you're it's like literally you type so, it in, you'll find whatever you want.
0: I feel your point. I don't disagree with you. Here's my thing though. That is all irrelevant If you get the right Stars In your movie To be naked Because at the end of the day If you tell tell somebody Hey there's a celebrity And they're naked in this movie And you're not going to be able to see it anywhere else Even though of course yes I'm sure it would get pirated Like instantly Probably before it even comes out You'd be able to watch it on one of those sites But I think that still has some power. They just don't do those movies anymore. They I think they just they make cool their it. own sex
1: tapes now, with <laughs> the advent sure. of the internet. That's what happens.
0: But post post that, it's like the last big successful, quote unquote, erotic thriller is the Fifty Shades movies. And didn't those that was kind of diminishing returns though, right? Like I feel like the first one was a big success because it was budget the- was relatively low. But they did what two more or three more two more. Two three more. books. And I just, I don't know, I felt like the conversation around them just faded with each release.
1: Basically. Because as they came out, people were like, oh, this is all bullshit. This is just a lady who liked Twilight, who wrote her own fan fiction, who has no working knowledge of the BDSM lifestyle whatsoever. And if she'd have put a, even a modicum of, of research into it, she'd have found that like that is not nowhere near anything mm-hmm. like what actually happens. And okay. said she inspired a generation of women who were like, I can find a rich guy to let to like, to let him beat me and it'll be great. I'll find true love. It's like, no, you're fucking stupid. Like, there's no agency there. Like, what the hell? Sorry. Doesn't she, like, get
0: agency in the very last one? I never made it past the first one, but. I I refuse to talk isn't the about the whole that. thing, like, a build up to her, like, oh, fuck this guy. She doesn't, like, kill him in the end or something? I wish. That would have been a better movie. Or, no, they just, like, resign. They're just gonna, like, be married. Yeah, be how married and boring. have a child. Yeah, <laughs> how fucking cliche. Again, this is a woman who okay, loved what Twilight. Movie are we talking
1: about first? We let's to get into. This. Okay, I'm. You want to get down and dirty and do the gratuitous stuff first and go Wild Things because I feel well, like do it. everything with uh, the eyes wide shut is tasteful, to say the least.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: we gonna you gonna play me the trailer for Wild Things now?
0: Yes. Okay. And heads up, we will not be playing the trailer for Eyes Watch Shut. It. So it's just like Nicole Kimmage just standing there, isn't it? I mean, it's just Chris Isaac mostly. You get yeah. like one line of dialogue. No. And then, yeah. Okay. I don't want to get another copyright strike. We'll <laughs> spare you on the Chris Isaac, even though that song fucking
2: rocks.
0: All right, this is the Wild Things trailer, though, to be specific.
2: We've come to the halfway point of our senior seminar. <laughs> Our guests today come from the Blue Bay Police Department.
0: Why don't we begin with a question. What is a sex crime? Not
1: getting any. Welcome to the town of Blue Bay.
2: Hi, Mr. Lombardo. Hey, girls.
0: So where's your host, Mr. Lombardo?
2: Where innocence can seduce... He started rubbing my shoulders. Accusations can destroy. I'm innocent. You guys do sex crimes, right?
0: When was this if Sam Lombardo gave you the ride? Did Sam Lombardo rape you? Yeah, okay. He did. He pushed me to the floor. And appearances can
2: deceive. Kelly said that we should do this to hurt Mr. Lombardo. She found out that Mr. Lombardo was in love with her mom and that was it. But you scared you you know how my mom's paying you off? She's breaking my trust!
0: We parted, hook, line, and sinker! Now they're getting away with $8 million of Sandra Van Ryan's money! You
2: want my gut? There's more to this story than you know.
1: After tonight, the three of us not to be seen together again.
2: After tonight?
0: I was curious about how you see things working out for you and Sam and Susan.
2: Excuse
0: me? I mean, it's hard enough for one
1: person to keep a secret, let alone three. Especially when two of them are in love. You don't really think Kelly and Sam are going to share that money with you, do you?
0: Leave me alone. There is no case. Get out of these people's lives. Sam, I'm really nervous.
1: I need you to be there for me
2: tonight. we got to stick to the plan. There's no one to trust. You can trust me. I'd keep a real close eye on my new friends if I were you.
1: She's going to blow it. Boom.
0: Don't touch me.
1: Wild
2: things. Two's company, three's a crowd. Can I play two, or is it just for boys?
1: I don't ever remember hearing that trailer. I did not realize what they, what and all that they gave away (laughs) in this movie.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, it still manages to be misleading because. Oh yeah. The movie is so twisty, but yeah, no, they kind of like, if you saw the trailer, the whole setup, the whole suspense of like the first 35 to 40 minutes goes completely out the window. Right. Uh, yeah. Again, we assume you've seen it. Uh, I feel like just a, a true coming of age classic for people of our generation. Yes. <laughs> uh, changed a lot of young men and women. Oh, yeah. uh, you have not watched the show Pen15. No. But there is a whole episode devoted to, hey, we're having a sleepover. and We're going to watch Wild Things. (laughs) And it is, it's a whole thing, dude. There's literally a whole episode centered around watching Wild Things, like sneak watching Wild Things at a sleepover. Right. Um, And it is, it's
1: hysterical. It's so great. This is another one of those that like, I, I don't out and out have any proof that dad has rented it. But, like, if I ever found out he did, I'd be like, oh, God. Because I've told you, like, (laughs) Color of Night, and I was like, oh, no. Right. Both of which, both movies of which, by the way, do expose a man's full frontal nudity. Which Color of Night, which was also in your suggestions, yes, which I've never seen. You have never, dude, we have to do this all over again. You're taking the plunge. Dude, we we have to do this all over again. And you have to do Color, we have to do Color of Night. We have to. Like, we have to do... Yeah, summer sexual seduction round two. Like seriously, if you you fucking back for seconds. (laughs) I was gonna say steamy seconds. I was gonna say something. Yeah, worse than that, but I don't know if I want to say that out loud. Anyway, steamy seconds is pretty gross. I don't know what that means. Not sloppy seconds, mind you. (laughs) Steamy seconds. You get sloppy seconds with sloppy steaks, right? Sloppy steaks. (laughs) They can't stop you from ordering a glass of water. the waiters are fighting me huh? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. So, basic premise. Do yes. We, plot time, uh, by all means. Uh, we're in blue, blue base. basic. But, 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 yes.
0: Try and try and describe this plot. The setup's pretty simple. The but eh,
1: it
2: is twisty. Eh.
1: A lifelong duh, second-class deckhand, wanna-be rich guy gets uh, sam a sam lombardo gets accused of of raping a student at the high school that he works at uh but uh, things are not as they seem in florida and it turns out that he was in he and the girl were in on it the entire time and uh we'll a big scam to get so, sandra fine. van ryan's money
0: yes um but uh but as we'll, there's as, a there's an investigator who might just
1: crack the whole thing wide open and we'll find Ray out we'll find out what these wild things are really all about yeah, yeah. wild also dude. starring Robert Wagner yes <laughs> Bill Murray's in there did we mention
0: Bill Murray yeah yes. killing it yes absolutely just adding just the perfect little little susan little just the right amount of spice right great dish yes the magic of this movie which I have seen probably about, probably about today I don't know, 10 might be generous. I've probably seen it about five or six times. Right. I've gone back to it. And the difference, I'm going to talk about this as well with Eyes Wide Shut. The difference between like when I initially watched it and how I felt about it as I've aged up with the rewatches. Wild Things is just one of the most purely entertaining movies I've ever seen. Yes. 100%. Like and it walks such a great line of like knowing exactly what it is mm-hmm. knowing exactly how trashy it wants to be and it's like it's like an Esther House movie like on crack in a lot of ways with the like the level of some of the
1: dialogue let's say since it's for let's say bath salts
0: okay sure yeah. it's like an Esther House movie on bath salts who
1: wrote this thing I believe it's the same guy... The Directed writer,
0: by the great John McNaughton. Did he not uh, write it, too? Because no. I thought... I'm looking him up right now. Mr. Okay. Stephen Peters huh.
1: wrote it. Uh, responsible for... Let's see. Did you, Have you done any research? Like, Did you look at anything about it? Cause that's, I did a little bit well, of trivia. What honestly. you're saying is essentially what Kevin Bacon has said about it, which is like he thought it was the trashiest thing he ever read, but every couple of pages there was something that was like, well, wait a minute here. This could be something... And, like, eventually it becomes that, to the point that they... I know they said that, like, they were all on set, like, okay, so what's... Trying to figure out where everybody is and who knows what. Right.
0: And that's kind of the amazing thing, is you would expect a movie that is this salacious and this seemingly so focused on, like, gratuitous nudity and arbitrary sex that really... Is not essential to the plot, but is literally just there for titillation for right. the most part. You don't need to show any of what we see in this movie, but no. we're going to anyways. It's kind of the attitude of it. Yeah. It adopts the attitude, honestly, of again the late '80s, early '90s, the, the Michael Douglas era. This is like oh, the yes. last, the last gasp of it. When is Cruel Intentions?
1: Ninety-nine. That's 98, the 99. other 99.
0: element of this is mixing. Cruel Intentions is like oh, look at these insane teens and, like, how oversexed they are, etc. Like, this is happening in high school. And this has that, but married with these older guys who were, like, heartthrobs of the 80s and most of the 90s, especially in the case of Bacon, I would say. Yeah. And Dylan, who, right around this same time, is do so much so, Veronica's watching this, she's like, was he in, there's something about Mary? Same year. And I, and I was like, yeah, the same, the same.
1: Matter of fact, this came out. the kid that's what? his buddy, Jeff or whatever, or Jimmy, he's in, there's something about Mary with him in that movie as well. Oh, like a little. Yeah. He's there. He's gotcha. in there too. Yeah. Never noticed that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I was like, it's weird. Cause it's like, you know him for that, but it's like, I, I mean, I've seen him and stuff going back to like, said over the, over the edge? Yeah. Yeah over the edge back in the late 70s drugstore cowboy in the like late 80s early 90s i was like i went through all of that in my sycamore video phase and everything so i always think of him as a dramatic actor and it's like that's what's so enjoyable about there's oh, something yeah, about course. mary is he's playing completely against type and killing it Like yes. i was set i was ranting to veronica the other night but i was like if the fucking oscars had any sense or ever paid attention to comedy matt Dillon theoretically should have been up for best supporting actor for that movie and at the same time cameron diaz probably should have been up for best supporting actress Mm -hmm. or best flat out best actress those are like rock solid comedic performances that you can go back to over and over again that are fantastic anyways but so it's taking the like salacious teen element but then it actually has a pretty compelling twisted kind of Neo noir story yeah. to it, mm-hmm. which you don't really even in this trailer, it feels a little more soap opera right? I think, than you what you ultimately get, right? And it, again, it is trashy, but it's smart uh, about its trashiness, right? And to your point of them like constantly trying to figure it out on set, it all hangs together when you go back and re watch this, mm-hmm. and you watch the way Matt Dillon is playing the like, I'm, I'm innocent man, like to his boat buddy, mm-hmm. like. All of that, they're playing, and this, when he comes in to, like, um, get into it with Ray over, like, this guy's been harassing me, he's had me you know, up here all day. When they're trying to implicate him after the settlement's gone down, mm-hmm. and he has the money, etc. You can feel in the performances, like, we know that there's something off and that he's playing, he's, like, overplaying it. He's almost right. showing his cards, but it's still done in such a way where it would play to everybody around them as like, okay, this is believable. They're really good, tricky performances in the service of, again, a very trashy screenplay in what, terms of some of the dialogue. But, but here's
1: it. my question, because this is this is something I honestly, having, having not actually sat down, watched it for analysis, only watching it like it was on the background or just, oh, I'll turn it on because I know the beats. When you put in... The context of, uh, I was going to say, you've seen it like five times. There's a certain part of this movie I've seen a ton, (laughs) but, like, the whole movie as a whole, never. Like, maybe three times. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, Flashes or, like, if it's on HBO and, you know, it's, like, whatever. And, you know, I never had a copy of it on DVD or VHS I could watch myself. Yeah, you did. I do now, (laughs) but, like, I didn't have it. I I bought that for, like, $9 at uh, GameStop. GameStop, randomly. Yeah. When get, they used to sell a DVD. Yeah, exactly. But then this is already after like it was like oh it's 9 bucks, why not? Um when you add in the end and this is the only thing I'm confused about. It's all Nev Campbell. Like the movie is all Nev Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. I she didn't really,
0: everything. Else.
1: I didn't realize that watching it the first time I watched it cuz I didn't pay attention to credits back then. So it's like, oh, she's alive. ha. <laughs> cool. She gets the upper hand and then that's it. And something in the back of my head this time watching it said, Wait a minute. You know that you've seen her sitting down with Bill Murray, but you haven't seen that yet. What's going on here? And then the credits start to roll, and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. So it was like a, uh, you could argue, like a fresh first time viewing for me in that regard. Because Veronica completely forgot, too. She thought Denise Richards was the one who made it out of everything and got the, like, was the manipulator. My question is. The photos that she shows to Matt Dillon, is that the car wash thing? Or is that another incident that happened before the car wash?
0: I, that is them fucking another time.
1: So it has been going on. That's how I took that. that okay, he that was already
0: my, been having sex with Denise Richards. That's what I took. That was the reveal. When I, that's what, what baited him into... Dealing with all that is being outed, and basically, I mean, he would have instantly been a pariah regardless because of re- remove the rape angle, ankle, right. fake rape allegations, but the simple fact that he was having an affair with the student. The teaching job is
1: gone. Now let me ask like, you. Let me ask you. The this. school is gone. He's a pariah in the community. He'd have to leave. Have you heard anything about like the original setup for it? I, I don't okay. know. Can you be any so, more specific? Okay, well, I don't the, I, In what? the original setup, um, Susie is both Sandra Van Ry... She's Kelly's. She's related to Kelly. Kelly's father or grandfather. They're like stepsisters or something? <laughs> like no, she would have been Kelly's dad, slept with Susie's mom. And they had Susie. She was an illegitimate child, so they would have been somehow. She would have been like a. Uh, uh, it was no. It's Kelly's grandfather did this, so she would have been like a, a aunt or cousin or something to Kelly, because it would have been her dad. So there's
0: the angle of fucking over the family that abandoned me, right? Right. Well,
1: caused my mom to go crazy. You know, my mom you left could us maybe with nothing. That he,
0: she actually killed the dad instead of oh he committed suicide. One of my favorite moments. He didn't have to commit suicide, honey. Yeah, like the most insensitive. Well, no, see, I took
1: no, Um, I took that as like that's how Sandra Van Ryan was going to get her money. It Was like she she arranged it. She had that. She has the the boy toy who like tries to. But this, but but the the initial end was not. Oh, this police officer like killed my friend, and I'm gonna like because to me that's the whole angle. It's like she's roundabout way to get back to knocking, you know, killing him more than eight. Yeah. But they initially, in one of the drafts, it was supposed to be, she's an illegitimate child, but whatever it was going to do was like, yeah, but they started thinking about it and was like, yeah, but if they have sex, then that's like incest, so I don't think we should do that route. So they cut the whole idea of, like, she was a bastard child of yeah. these two, illegitimate or whatever. That would
0: have been a little too much for people. That like, would have been, like, yeah. But very popular now.
1: <laughs> yeah, somehow, yeah. You know, with the king and queen and all, yeah, yeah. we got it. They were related. Anyway, um... Yeah, so if you're watching along and you really don't have a clue, one, the twist comes out of nowhere to me the first time I watch it. Just as crazy as the three way that happens right after that, you know? Because until one time, time, I'm thinking, like, Matt Dillon's on edge. Somebody's going to get him. He's at this hotel. Like, he's already been pushed off the road once. And when it's one of the two girls, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Oh, 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 intriguing.
0: Oh, okay. And Wait it's a Early too. Yeah. You're like, this trial wrapped up really, really quick. quick. I didn't go had, how I thought it was going. To. Right. You get amazing Bill Murray in there though. Cross oh, I examining. Love, I,
1: Campbell. I love that when he passes by her after he wins, he's in that shitty fucking car. But when he pulls up to get that check, he's in a fucking like Lamborghini, oh, yes. Ferrari, whatever it is. I was, he was note perfect in this movie. Just. <laughs> I
0: love the neck brace. It was, there's an insurance
1: guy around here earlier. And to I to not to wear it all the time. <laughs> to me, it's gonna be a weird callback, but I love same as Ghostbusters. He's in his office, but there's nothing blocking him from there. Just a, de- yes, just a the- partition. Send him in. It's like he's <laughs> you could yes. he could hear you. He's what standing the fuck? up to <laughs> call Janine, up, yes. all my calls. <laughs> like just Yeah, I love it. I don't know if they were trying to go for a callback to that, but I thought this is fucking. Perfect. It all plays. It it's does. all straight gold from him. Yeah. but yeah,
0: the cross examination of yeah. Nev Campbell is kind of his like highlight moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they basically they get Nev Campbell <laughs> to commit perjury, and by relation to Denise Richards to also commit perjury right. about the fake rape allegations against Sam Bowden, their teacher. Uh, but it's all a big Lombardo. scam to get a payout. Because of course they could now turn right around and sue Sandra Van Ryan, the rich mom of Denise Richards, right? Uh, so they get a huge settlement. I <laughs> I love Bill Murray like rubbing the contract all over yes. his body. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just great bits where you know they were just like, just go. Yes, yeah, just, just let him go. Just, yeah. You want to do that's not in the script. There's of no course way. not. I, I don't think anything he says in this movie is probably. In the I don't. Script. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and then we have the hotel scene, the reveal, the three way, which you know it's iconic. What it, else can we say? It the is iconic. Yeah, the implants. Yeah, the lack of nudity from Nev Campbell, which was always a disappointment. Yes, as a kid, but, but also who, who adored but, Scream Two, and she has the the Scream Two hair at the same time. Yes,
1: yeah. but also I could say like. Way to stick to your guns for the idea of like, you know what, I want to do this here, I want to do that, but in my contract I'm not going to have any nudity.
0: Well, and presumably not because she had any objection, it was all because of Party of Five. Right. Because
1: that required
0: that she not do mm-hmm. any public nudity whatsoever. But presumably she would have been down. Um,
1: I like to think so.
0: Anyways. So they have, they have three, so, I mean, the funniest shit in there is just Matt Damon even, or Matt Damon hey, Matt Dillon even choosing to speak but there's just the yeah (laughs) there's a couple times where he's (laughs) and you're like oh dude yeah guidance counselors get to find out all sorts of interesting things I'm like don't nobody needs to talk Talk right right now (laughs) (laughs) just just shut up dude
1: what do you just shut up that had to be because I'm sure you've read that they all were like we're just gonna make a pitcher margaritas we're gonna hang out we're just gonna see what happens like yes but that had to be just some of that talking like
0: so this one is like to me you get this, and you had you had Denise Richards' mom. Was it was Teresa Teresa Ryan Russell. Russell. Yes, um, you have her kind of gratuitous sex scene with the houseboy. Oh yeah. Mainly setting up that like yeah she's she's still she's shoot, gunning shoot. for
1: Lombardo, yeah. but she can't get Lombardo. So, right. So yeah, the only thing Anyways. that doesn't fit to me, and I get that it's supposed to yeah. anchor him, is the the girlfriend wife character.
0: Meredith Baxter.
1: Yeah, she just like, when she gets shit on, man, I, f- I feel bad. I honestly feel bad for her because she knows, like, she has to know that Lombardo's been banging all of of, of Blue Bay. Like, Blue
0: Bay. Banging his way through Blue Bay. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> and I think it's funny that, like, he's like, oh, yeah, that he's talking to the, the Prince board. was like, that's a Barracuda official you know, kill you. It's like, yes, yeah, like some of the women that you date. It's like, what a foreshadowing, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what shut. the hell? So. So, and. But he, we're just we're going to put this out in there. He was not fucking Susie at all. No. That was just like a perk the one time that it happened. I right? think so. Because she adamant, like, he was a friend, and, of course, she blackmails him. Right. So it's either, well, she has dirt on me from Kelly, but also herself, so, like, I should go along with this whole thing? Or, you know, I don't know, yeah, It could ruin him either way. But I love that she's like, well, instead of ruining you... I'll, let's do this. Let's get. Let's all get some money. And, oh, by the way, you're going to rope in that detective over there. Yeah. He's dirty, you know? Oh, okay. And they just do it. Which, can, if you want to, that can get us to uh, probably the, the second most, you know, iconic piece of nudity in this movie. It's Kevin Bacon's Bacon.
0: I mean, you're jumping way ahead. I know. Brother, but, uh... I mean, yeah. We, we can get there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so from this point, we basically had Duquette, Kevin Bacon, very early is like, oh shit, we fucked up. Right. Like, this was all a setup. This is just way too convenient. They're working together. So he starts, you know, sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. And eventually he comes to, like, Denise Richards' house after, like, Sue's been freaking out. They're not supposed to see each other. And it's like, you got to go over there and calm her down. And then they have like a straight up cat fight right out of a soap opera mm-hmm. that transitions into them like making out in a pool. Right. And the whole time Kevin Bacon is filming this. Right. And of course brings it into his superior, who's the fucking homie from uh, Nash Bridges. Yes. Yes. Harvey? Yes, Harvey oh, from Madden. I love Nash Bridges. Is that anywhere? It, so it, like, it's probably on like Peacock or
1: something. CBS Network, probably. I
0: got to go watch Miami Vice, though, before I can go back to Nash Prison. Yeah, you yeah. do. Anyways. But I love that guy as well, who's just
1: constantly like,
0: get off her case. Like, yeah. leave Sandra Van Ryan alone. Yeah.
1: Uh,. So he's because he has it. the equivalent of child porn on his hands now. Like you just right. shot he's child like, porn, yeah, my you man! You
0: just shot two underage girls, like making out too. This yeah. isn't admissible in court, and you basically just hate it to be like softcore pornography. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the they lure, what you think is luring Susie to the beach, drunkenly, and at this point. Which it's fair to assume. They do a, <laughs> a very handy job of making us believe that she is dead. And then Denise Richards, who seems like she knows that's the plan when they go out there. Because mm-hmm. he's like, hey, go get such and such from the car. And she's already getting the plastic wrap like when he comes up. And yeah. Presumably has bludgeoned her. But we'll get back to that later. Anyways, I, again, we've given so many spoilers. The spoiler is that she's not actually dead. She's just having her teeth knocked out or pulled out rather. Right. And they're setting all of this up. Now, this is one incredulous part. Where it's like she really like managed to be completely quiet. No breath on the like plastic wrap. What the whole time they were like putting her in the back of the car. And then, of course, he takes her out into the Everglades basically. Right. Right. And you don't see what happens to her. No. He just kind of comes back and she's been during Denise has been waiting in the car. Right. Um, so then, eventually, again, Kevin Bacon's on the trail. He shows up at Denise Richards' place. Like, off camera, we just hear gunshots. He's the only one who makes it out, and he's been shot himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that before
1: or after we reveal that he and Bacon are, no. or No, he and okay. So he gets basically. He tells him like, "Hey, I had to shoot her. You know, she went crazy." um and they said, "Well, this is like your. This isn't your first time. You've had a bad shoot. Yes, when so we're first introduced to that? that. he right.
0: Yeah. Well, no, they did make passing reference to like, because it's connected to the Nev Campbell.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, this is the first time we were hearing official, like, hey, from like somebody in the force, that's like we don't really know what to do with you. This is not your first incident where you shot a child. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So you're on suspension. You're yes. done. So, so he next but, we see of him is." You know, his big debut. His, well, his <laughs> my favorite thing is, like, you got Lombardo. He's down, you know, I'm assuming in the Keys, wherever he's at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes into the... the Wherever he's staying. And you're thinking, like, well, who's he going to be in this fucking shower? Like, who could it be? Right. Well, it's fucking Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and you're like, oh, these two have been fucking the whole, the whole time. time. Well, not quite. No, not quite. <laughs> but...
0: They do have an awful lot of sexual tension.
1: They them. do. And Apparently the fact, they
0: cut a shower scene.
1: Yeah, they said it was too gratuitous. And I'm like, really? That's too like, gratuitous?
0: Were they we're just it filming like dicks all day long? St- was it gym style? Like they just happened to be showering next to it? Or were they like getting it on in the shower? Because if so, where is that footage now? Is it never leaked out?
1: I think it's like a he's showering. Matt Dillon comes into the thing and is like, oh, what's up? And he gets in the shower too. And they're and they just have talking, the whole conversation, but it's just, show, Dick, right? yeah, but it's just dicks out, you know, straight up, you know, Starship Troopers style. Just everybody's there. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: McNaughton's like, hey, I did make Henry Portrait of a Zero Killer, but I'm no Verhoeven. Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not coming for Paul's game anytime soon. Right. I'm good. Yeah. That's not my bad, baby. <laughs> and yeah, so it's revealed that like, oh yeah, he was in on it too. But Matt uh, uh, Lombardo's like, yeah, dude, you you weren't supposed to kill Kelly. Like, yeah, that was. He's like, a relax, dude. They they think she killed Susie. It's all good. He's like, I know. But that wasn't part of the that plan. wasn't part of the plan, dude. Hey, to like, go
0: hang out on my boat. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, we're gonna we gotta wait on the money. The money's still gonna get wired here. Come and hang out on the boat. Yeah. He takes him out of the boat. I'm sorry if you're ever waiting on a large sum of money from a shady individual who you've been in a criminal
0: enterprise with. Who found you in a bar. And they're like, oh, it'll just be a little bit longer. Let's go on my boat in the meantime. Hard pass.
1: No. No, thank you. I'll wait right here.
0: <laughs> just bad
1: decision making. Yes.
0: You deserve to die, Kevin Bacon. Yes. You, you're dead! <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm perfect, like, dude. Is that? I was like, is that ADR? I was like, is that on the day? What's yeah. going on there? Yeah. You're, you're dead! Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Nev Campbell shows up with the harpoon gun, looking like a straight-up femme fatale. She's got the iconic like blonde hair now. Right. I don't know what that is about. Like, all right, if you're gonna have a bad... I just think of, like, Halle Berry at the end of Swordfish, for yes. instance. Like, you just,
1: if you want a dramatic
0: shift with a female, it's just like, make her blonde. Make her platinum blonde. Yeah. <laughs>
1: with big glasses. Which, I mean, for someone who's trying to be incognito and, like, not draw attention to the fact that they're still alive Super somewhere. Loud. Why would you do that? But she does it. look very, remarkably
0: different. Just right. with the hair change, honestly.
1: Well, you know, if she had to get her teeth trimmed. Yeah. You know, and then, in. so,
0: well, they tussle, and then we get the reveal that she's on board as well. They shoot Kevin Bacon. He goes overboard, and then she's basically like, "Oh, spoiler!" Like you know, I was I was in on everything. We get the well, we don't even get the full oh, no. background she, reveal.
1: She tells him like, you know, you know how like in that story, which I don't even know where the story comes from. Like I don't know if they referenced this story earlier in the movie, but he she tells him like, "Oh, in this story, whatever poem, whatever." Like you know how they killed the king. You know, and I'll, as soon as that comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. She fucking poisoned him. Oh, yes, that's right. She poisoned him. Yeah. And so he, you know, gets poisoned, like, and, and that's that. And, and she's just... just
0: these dumbass guys just making bad decisions. Yeah. Kevin Bacon should have never gotten on that boat and don't accept a drink from her. Again, you guys are waiting on money. Like, you're just waiting to get
1: double-girls. You, you made the mistake of thinking that this girl who had leverage on you to put you away, that, like, end of the day, what you were doing was wrong. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, like, it's it's the whole hard candy argument. Like, you you should be punished for, like, what you did. But I think one of the beautiful things about this movie is that up until that point, you really want Matt Dillon and them to, like, all get away with it. Like, you were rooting for him to be like, yeah, fuck the system. Like, you know, he was always going to be right. a boat guy. He was never going to yeah. be a rich dude. haha, ha, they swindled yeah, that money me, away. When you
0: get the reveal that, oh, but you were fucking denise richards the whole time
1: right again see that's what that's the that's the thing i i have to go back and look at whatever photos they did so if let's just say they weren't the entire time let's just say that the because when she comes out of that like that house she's not disheveled she's not distraught crying she just kind of and she goes on about her way she runs down the street she doesn't look like she's upset or mad right I mean, I think, no, a,
0: I think she does. I think that's, no, that's no, one I, of the kind of mislead moments. It's a,
1: you can't tell what happened. You don't know what happened in there. Because they don't ever show you. She just shows up soaking wet. take
0: it as just like she's getting into character for what she's got to go.
1: Like, because here's the thing. In my head, if those photos... Like, here's how it would go down. That happens. <laughs> no, no, just hear me out. That okay. happens. Okay? They finally do, after all this tension, they finally fuck, right? Nev Campbell opportunist, because we do find out later from the, the female detective Duquette's partner. Yeah. The, these people did. She's got really big IQ. You know, she Susie could just do about, just about anything. Oh, mm-hmm. well, we'll, we'll see if she's around, you know, like, okay. Now that we know she's a mastermind, if Susie takes those photos, then and blackmails Lombardo as like, I saw you fuck Kelly. Now you're going to help me. So, like, literally, after that happens, Susie shows up and it's like, Hey, i got these Polaroids of you and Kelly. I, I just saw her leave. You're going to help me do this. That night, he would go to the bar, get introduced to Ray. And the next time he sees Kelly, he's like, Hey, look, we're on a plan. Or he tells, Okay, you, Susie, you go tell her about the plan. And that's that. That either leaves you to believe that, like, Kelly and Susie were both in on this the entire time. Like, Susie came to Kelly and said, Hey, I know a way to get your mom's money. And uh, like you know, fuck over this cop I hate. You go, sed- you go seduce Sam Lombardo. I'll take photos. Let me do, it, take it from there. I don't think that's what it was at all. Arguably, it probably isn't. But it all comes down to what those photos are of. Because it, when I saw him, it looked like inside of his house, like she was in the same outfit that she was in that scene where she was soaking wet. But I can't tell. If she isn't, and it's from another time before, then it's just he's been fucking her the entire time, and he's a piece of shit. I thought it was in the hotel that he inevitably is staying
0: in, but since the only other time we see him arriving there is before the threesome scene, I was like, oh, this is their spot. This is where they would go meet.
1: I didn't think about that. You're right.
0: But I don't know. Something to go back to and Mm re-explore. But regardless... The way that Nev Campbell gets away with it and has the final scene with Bill Murray, and he's just like, "Remind me, like, never to piss you off." That whole vibe. the setup is, I'm like, dude, I would have watched Wild Things too if it was Nev Campbell goes to a new town and manipulates a bunch of people through sex and intelligence mm-hmm. into doing whatever, and it's another crime caper, and that is, she's literally the Wild Thing. She yes. She's the wild thing, or she enlists or manipulates, or maybe she has a female companion or something, and that's what you have going into the second one. But to me, that's like, I never saw Basic Instinct 2. But But I'm like, that's almost the trajectory of like, yeah, what if you kept that character going? Like, what if there was another adventure with, right. with that? And, yeah, it's not like it's going to happen now. At least we get her back for Scream 5, just known as Scream. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it, and it was, the movie was a hit as far as I know. Yeah,
1: $20 million made $60 million in the 90s. That's yeah. so a pretty big deal. Yeah.
0: Yep. Huge DVD. Oh, of course. i got to imagine probably for a while one oh, of yeah. the biggest DVD sellers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, holds up on re- And, again, we just sat here and we were like, oh but there's still this thing and again I think everything hangs together but there is enough because the plotting is so like kind of holy shit mm-hmm. and the again I love the way that like we get we get all of it revealed to us as the credits are rolling out which I'd never really seen done before in that pace of like I'm going to show you a credit card and I'm going to show you a, a scene that you that you didn't see also didn't mention it the opener of this and the score the like just it just has the sweaty feeling of like it's just some like really reverby right twangy guitar Mm -hmm. and then some sax every once in a while some horns um it totally sets the mood but the opening um some of my favorite like literally the font for this movie yes the font for all of the cast and the title cards and everything love it i want the wild things font. so good but yeah, I had a blast rewatching it. Glad you recommended it. Any other final thoughts?
1: No, I mean it's I it's as iconic as any other kind of sexual thriller you want to put out there from the nineties. It obviously gets remembered for And
0: I I won't even say that it goes it's not like this is oh my god, the most salacious. Because no. I'm like basic instinct, way more graphic than this yeah. from a just from a sex scene standpoint. Right. Um fatal attraction same thing but the fusion of like it's on the tail again we're still in this hot spot where they're they're making adult movies for kids they know are gonna sneak into them I don't know how else to put it oh yeah no this is like cruel intentions this and it's it's on the backs of like these young hot teen horror movies which again all these kids are like 25 Twenty seven. Yeah, playing But they're school. playing teens. And right. it's this whole, like, they realize, oh, well, you get the adults who are like, maybe maybe they're a little embarrassed. Maybe they think of themselves as perverts if they're going to it. But, like, they want to see it. Right. And then you get all these kids who are like, oh, my God, I got to see, you know, I got to see Denise Richard. She's naked in this movie. Right. And it's like, they're going to find a way to, to see it. They'll mm-hmm. figure it out. And Oh, you remember? And if we, no, miss, listen, them, if you we remember, miss them
1: in theaters... We'll get them at the rental store. We'll you, get them on DVD. You remember the the famous thing that Casper Van Deen did. He was Starship and, Troopers. Yeah, yeah, he bought kids tickets to The Little Mermaid 2. And they all snuck into Starship Troopers. And people were like, well, yeah, dude, but you just gave money to the the film that you're competing against at the box office. But he did to prove a point. Like, if kids want to see this gratuitous violence and nudity, they'll find a way to do it. Yeah. Even if it is... and for everything the MPAA and the rating system does, it doesn't stop people from doing it there. It certainly doesn't stop them from doing it now. I'm not saying we should have a free-for-all, I and mean, you can just do whatever you want. There has to be some kind of code of decency in films. There needs to be something separating, like, wild things from, like, you know, porn. You know, but I'm pretty sure there's probably a wild things movie parody, quote-unquote, where everybody's just fucking in every scene. That's It's AVN award winner or something like that. Who knows? Right. But this is still that era where... I don't want to know. I don't know how tasteless this may sound, but like, these are movies you you go to the theater to see. Like, you gotta see it. Right. Maybe on a big screen, maybe not. Like now we're talking. Like, well, you know, because it's a huge blockbuster, it's the visuals of it all. But like something like this, you know, who, I don't know anybody who's going to like you know, like imagine like the Sunday matinee of Wild Things at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> right. you, you and your girlfriend are going to see it, and they're just like. 10 random dudes in there for no reason you're like oh i know what they're here for right you know but you don't know like you know as a guy oh i've heard i know what they're here for because again you don't have the internet at this point you just heard through the grapevine of your friends oh man denise Richards, and somehow you talk your girlfriend into going with you because you're like you know maybe she might want to be in threesomes who knows but you know (laughs) you got to deal with all these dudes in the theater and you're like wait a minute this new york in the 70s what's going on here sorry speaking of new york (laughs) oh okay somehow that was a
0: transition okay yeah uh well thanks huge thumbs up yes uh great rewatch glad you recommended it now as i mentioned we're not going to play the trailer but we are going to transition into talking about 1999's eyes wide Shut, the final film from my favorite filmmaker mr stanley kubrick
1: the most erotic Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> some some would say uh, not erotic enough that they were they were sold. They thought Bullshit. they were getting a uh, a Michael Douglas esque erotic thriller starring these this married couple. But uh, the movie is not that. It is a lot of things though. This was probably generously speaking. This is probably like my ten. Tenth time, threat, I'm gonna say. I love it. Um I have a hard time ranking his movies, but I can tell you that this one and the shining are the ones I return to most often.
1: And this is the longest gap, right?
0: This is the
1: longest gap.
0: Yeah. Uh Full Metal Jacket was nineteen eighty seven. And this was not- out in ninety nine. Now granted he was shooting it Right for <laughs> four hundred days well over a year. Um, and then the post process as well is well over a year yeah so you're uh, yeah you're talking like
1: i'm just going most of what State. you
0: most of what you're seeing is probably shot in like 97 98 somewhere in there mm-hmm. um but yeah but we don't see it until 99 he dies famously either four days before or four days after the release of the film.
1: Four days after he handed the his finished the cut over. The cut excuse over me, and he matters. had
0: suggested a release date. They decided to go with the Christmas window counter programming. Two huge stars at the time, um, and stories had been swirling about the movie, the anticipation for it, and then add in the factor that it's now his final film. inadvertent final statement some people would say and some people would say 100% intentional because there are those people who are like you can see it's like it's one of those career retrospective sort of things from a director where it's like there are elements of almost every single thing he's ever made up to this point and when you do look back and it's like he was a writ as far back as 1971 I believe he was planning to do this as a project, which is an adaptation of *Trom Novell by Arthur Schnitzler. Didn't he
1: acquire it in 1969?
0: Yes. Yeah. And I did research. Initially, I know you did. I'm proud of you. Just filling you in. We're pro- I don't know. I don't know how much people give a shit about this one. I feel like it's a movie a lot of people probably still have not seen because a lot of people avoided it even at the time, even though huge success, mm-hmm. arguably. Yeah. Uh, especially internationally, like it made money. It was number one at the box office when it came out, the hype train worked. I think people felt burnt on it in a similar way to, uh, this is a weird side note, but kind of somewhat related the Soderbergh version of Solaris mm-hmm. with Clooney and Natasha Michael the she's in Ronin and she's, yeah. uh, yeah, I remember, uh, Uncle BJ, like coming back from the theater, him and Rose, like they were just like not. They didn't get it. They like were totally all put by. It. But I remember that's another one that was like kind of a big holiday release, mm-hmm. high concept side by movie. It's a remake of a three hour like epic, essentially, right? And not what people want from like their big movie star, exactly. George Clooney at the time, and it just kind of like died on the vine, like, but. Over time critically has become one of those where it's like Oh he remade a masterpiece And he kind of made a masterpiece As well like Mm -hmm. it's actually really really good So This one at the time I feel like was Split reaction I mean and throughout his career It was never like universal praise across the board There was always the hardcore defenders But there was definitely always a contingent That were like he's overrated He's you know ponderous His movies are too cold And that i think is also one of the reasons i go back to this one because because movies are a little cold yeah i love all of them but they do especially something like 2001 or even barry linden have like a lot of remove from the emotionality of the characters they're not very very emotional movies right. something like the shining there's emotions like fear and terror and stuff like that but it's also a very cold kind of isolating movie but it's you know with a purpose to a point. This is arguably his most talky movie Mm -hmm. um, and one of his most tension filled, but it's constantly, if you're you're familiar with his body of work, it's kind of like subverting your expectations at almost every turn for what it is. And I like, I wish I, you know, I I don't even think I knew who, I I remember being aware of this movie when it came out, Mm -hmm. when I was probably eight or nine. Just from the trailers and the Chris Isaac music. Yeah. And they were just, they were striking because there was no dialogue, because it was just images and it was big, bold Cruz, Kidman, Kubrick. Like that was,
1: they were mm-hmm. selling
0: the movie literally on their names alone. Yeah. It, but it was those three names and then Eyes Wide Shut. It told you nothing. It was purely visual. And I didn't really like start to explore him. Like, I had seen The Shining. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember consciously, like, okay, this is my dude, and I need to see everything, until I, from Sycamore, where I was going on a trip to Virginia, we were staying at Uncle Tommy's, and I needed, I was like, I gotta bring a few VHSs. I know there's a VHS player in the room I'm staying in. Okay? So I get Westworld, which I'd never seen at the time, with Mr. Yule Brenner, can't remember the other one oh excuse me no 2001 a space odyssey mm-hmm. and dr strange love okay and it was basically i watched westworld and i was like that was another one of those where i was like oh sometimes they're just okay <laughs> sometimes these movies that you hear are like iconic and like oh my god you gotta see this or like the poster super striking or it's referenced a lot or it's memorable in some way sometimes you're gonna watch them and be like that was all right yeah it's cool i get it i got it but
1: Good on me for maybe being just, able to take my own right. Maybe it doesn't the test of yes. time.
0: So, this at that same weekend, I also watched 2001 of Space Odyssey for the first time, start to finish. Or no, I take that back because the first time I watched, I had seen 2001 prior because when it became 2001, AMC showed it at midnight mm-hmm. when it turned over. I also remember that because Dexter's Laboratory had a, a like hour-long special that same New Year's.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a big one. When it became 2001 or became no, 2000? No,
0: Dexter's Lab was 2000. It was a Y2K thing. And yeah. then AMC did a big to-do about showing 2001 without commercial interruption the whole time. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and now I don't think they have commercial interruption at all. I think they just have like little breaks between the movies and stuff like yeah they just don't to really... let
1: you get up and go to the bathroom
0: right uh but yeah that was the first time i ever watched it but i obviously didn't like fully engage with him until i was i'm thinking more like probably 13 12 13 but yeah so i do strange love 2001 A space odyssey same weekend and that that's the trajectory right there i thought westworld was just okay and i thought those other two were basically like some of the best movies i'd ever seen up to that point and then I devoured everything. Eventually get to this one, right around the same time that I'm reappraising Vanilla Sky. Another movie that I remember Uncle BJ going to see and then being incredibly disappointed by Yeah. <laughs> another big Christmas release. An erotic thriller. He, I feel like this is why you will never see Tom Cruise ever do anything like this ever again. Is because he does this. In spite of itself, it becomes a huge international hit. But then he—it's almost like he gilds the lily just a little too much because people hate Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. Another one that makes a hundred million dollars worldwide, but people are like, just have their knives out for it. It's like they were ready to finally like just really let Cameron Crowe have it, mm-hmm. and they were—they were pissed. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm ranting. I yeah, love, you are. I love I'm this you go. Movie. I know you do. I love this movie. Again, I've seen it a bunch. How many times have you seen it? When did you first see it? What are your general thoughts on it? We've seen it twice now.
1: This is my second time.
0: How long in
1: between? Ten, eleven years.
0: Maybe we should do a brief plot time before we get too much right Yeah, so we can talk
1: about this. A very rich doctor and his gorgeous wife. Pre- pretty rich, but we're going to meet some even richer yeah. people in this movie. <laughs> Basically, a pretty rich doctor, but, and his beautiful wife, both have, during the Christmas season, come to certain revelations about their marriage and each other, and what it means to be married, and what it means to truly know someone, and really, they find out that you you know, you, you, you can never really truly know something because if you look at things with eyes wide shut, they don't say the name of the title in the movie, thank God. That'd be so clunky. Be <laughs> yeah. You know? But like also, can... sorry, just to interject. One of the most brilliant titles yeah. ever for mm-hmm. anything. Great. This was this is like this is up there with me. This is gonna be a weird association. This is up there with me with Good Time. Because I'm like, oh it's he's out at night in New York. Like I get it's Pinewood and it's England Which always weirded me, like, Stanley Kubrick is American, right? So he just went to England and was like, I'm never flying home, I'm I'm done. He took a boat to England, you know, like a fly, period. Okay, Um, so when did he take a boat to England? Like, after Full Metal Jacket or what?
0: How um, long? They filmed The Shining at Pinewood, they filmed um, Full Metal Jacket, like, most of his career, like, the films were shot in England.
1: Well, it's weird because, like, a certain point. You, you want to put him in the same... I want to, just me personally, put him in the same category of, like, a, a Coppola, a Spielberg, or whatever. He dates all of them by, like, 15, he, 20 He eight. does, but, like... The he started in the 50s. I get it. I understand that. He's, like, the last relic of that studio system that, like, is still around. But because of, like, the American, the New York connection, whatever it is, I want to lump him in with those kind of people. But he's... He's just been in England I feel doing like Sydney
0: Sidney a little bit more of the parallel. Yeah. The difference is Sidney Lumet, like, worked his ass off, like, did so many movies. Right. Just one after the other, and was another guy who could, honestly, I guess Soderbergh is like the, that just kind of occurred to me. Soderbergh is kind of like the modern Sidney Lumet, in as much as he tackles a bunch of different genres, works constantly, always kind of reinventing himself, always trying to stay fresh, and it's like... He's a filmmaker not a storyteller He's just a filmmaker That's Wait, all he But is. Kubrick Again why he remains my favorite filmmaker of all time If you want to We can do living or dead sort of thing And we break it down further But remains my favorite filmmaker Is because he had so many where it's like I I worked in this genre And I made like the definitive movie In this genre Or one of the definitive movies and he does it in a couple of sub as well. And it's kind of like... it. They stand toe-to-toe with anything of that that you could put up. And again, we were just talking about wild things. This is coming at the tail end of all of these. Very, like, you know... Sexually exploitive, you
1: plots, etc. Well, that's why I asked you if you if you think with the exception of like unfaithful i know that was a big one with richard Gere and all that with the exception maybe that one or two splashes here in the 2000s that's what i was i was asking that up front to get to this angle of like I, because i feel this way i don't think i need another sexual thriller erotic whatever after watching this movie because i think i understand one what this movie is trying to say and do and how that extrapolates to like the rest of us as the movie going audience Mm -hmm. in so much as if we put on a mask and we are able to indulge in that fantasy, it can take us and do things for us that we don't know it can. And so maybe after 10 years of guys wishing they were uh, 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 Michael Douglas or wishing they were like, You know, or Matt Dillon or something like that. Where oh yeah, I want to be that guy that like finds the the chick that just wants to be banged whenever, dude. Like Mm -hmm. fucking Douglas is out there just nailing it, you know. (laughs) Sharon Stone, Glenn Close. Oh yeah, man. You know, like you have a decade of that those type of movies. Even like you know Caruso and you know Jade and all these Bruce Willis. Everybody has one. And here comes arguably like the hottest couple and like the most talked about couple of the era. And they're going to be in a movie together again. And, you know, they're going to be naked. At least she is. You're going to see a lot of her. and I don't even think you see you know, Tom Cruise's ass. No, he's just anything. shirtless a lot. But I think that, again, this movie, it, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's enough. Like, it's, you if you're watching this as someone who's, ta- if you want to call yourself a connoisseur, Of these things, when you by the time you get to this at the end of the decade, you're like, you know what? I don't know if I know Said it all. (laughs) Yeah. Said it all, man. Said it all, man. It's good, but yeah, I think that's what it is. Because again, there's a lot at play here about what the viewer, viewing public, people who watch this movie, what they can take from it in terms of like projection onto their own life, what it says about people who are married, people who are single. People who, you know, maybe just kind of waltzing through life, not really knowing what's what. It's kind of like a weird statement upon that. And, like, pretty much, it's one of those that, like, I think if you sit back and watch it and just look at it frame by frame, it's weird. It's one of these weird things. It's like watching it the second time now and doing a lot of research, I had this weird thing in my head that, like, maybe he, like, had this clue that, like, this is going to be it for me. So I'm going to make sure that it is exactly what and, I want down to a few things just because like I need this to be I haven't done one of these in, in twelve years. I don't something tells me I just gotta do this. I and I will have put my stamp on this whole thing and we'll see what happens from there. It's the
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, It's like I was saying, it's so so much the summation of all of his stuff, but so different in so right. many ways from like what he had done prior, where, and by all accounts, it was a shock when he died. Like, yes. nobody, he wasn't in poor health from what no. anybody knew. Like, it wasn't like he was hiding cancer or something like that. Um, it was, was very sudden. But you have almost, to wonder if, like, he almost internally, or almost like, oh, dude, you've done it. Like, you've done your thing.
1: Like, you don't need to make anymore. So now's your time to
0: go. You no. Know? What...
1: Knowing what I know about this guy, or, if he did any sort of research whatsoever, and he might have stumbled upon something. Maybe I mean, It there took him. A, everybody, no.
0: There's it, there's the Illuminati conspiracy stuff surrounding him. Yeah, it's out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and he also fake the moon landing. Yeah, I don't believe that one bit. Because you can still see shit up there. Like people see it all the time. <laughs> look at the right telescope all the all time. time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um. Again, if we're gonna fake it, he's the guy Did to do it. Did you ever see Operation Avalanche though? No. What's that? It's
0: like, um, it's basically a found footage movie about faking the moon landing. Oh. Or some guys who stumble onto the attempt to fake the moon landing, oh. and then have to like run from the government. It's
1: fucking very good. Operation Avalanche. Huh. A couple years ago. What was the one Check about the? I watched something where it was. Oh, that's the one with the, the Illuminati and the farm thing. And then there's the one with the two guys that they stumble upon the cult. Yeah. That one was fucking good, man. I love that one. Yeah. I can't think of that. I can't, can't tell you the, the conspiracy.
0: name. Conspiracy. Is that it's it? It's just called The Conspiracy. Yeah. Thing. That's a really fucking yeah, good Yeah. They one. end up at essentially an Eyes Wide Shut party at the end. Yeah. Slash Bohemian Grove. Yeah. That's the vibe of it. Yeah.
1: That's the... Which Which one is it's? They're two mercenaries. like They're taking a job and it's... That's kill this. That's what it is That's that's more
0: like Wicker Man
1: Yeah Yeah. But it's still the same idea of Like there's a fucking cult Yeah So My question is I do Okay I have so many questions About the centerpiece
0: scene But we Is there anything You want to address beforehand What was your question Going
1: to be Because if it's related to that Maybe we hold it for a second That That sort of But my only I would tell you My only gripe in this movie Okay The prostitute's name Was not Allison That's all I wanted because I then would have been able to say that Allison left Salem, she did not get with the virgin who lit the black flame candle, and that she moved to New York, and she became a prostitute, and she got diagnosed with Domino HIV. Domino
0: is clearly her, like, her hooker name. So she, you can think that she's Allison. Okay, and, if you really want to think that sweet little Allison from Hocus Pocus it ends up getting AIDS in New York.
1: I just, it was, a, she was a, That's she was. ceremonious She was a. A pleasant surprise, like, wait a minute, is that that ain't that's not hocus pocus? Al is that Al? Oh my god, because yeah. back in the day, she was one of them. Oh. I was like, oh, of course, oh, yeah, the big yabos that you know, <laughs> the yabos,
2: yeah,
1: of um, but yeah, no, and I, I was like, wait a minute, yeah, of course, what has she been doing? And of course, I stumbled upon all this other stuff. I'm gonna say, I think I'm gonna say it. What I think I'm gonna say it.
0: Who the thunk Thor Birch ended up having pretty big yabos?
1: That's that uh, ironic. To say the least. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I was like, does that sound weird? Cause we are referencing like her
0: performance as a child. And then I'm referencing like American beauty, which I try not to bring up at all.
1: But I love yeah. ghost world. Yeah, there you go. That. I love World. Good save. Ghost world. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, so the crux of this is basically saying that like,
0: what do you want to give them a little bit of a setup? They're at a, Christmas party They're phoning it in
1: dude They've been married They have a kid they, They're they phoning it in And immediately when they get to this Christmas party They're introduced to the richer elite And they mirror each other Like they're they're basically like we. You can look at it They're just a not richer They're not as rich version of these people And immediately when they get in You know She makes an excuse to get drunk And he is doing the, the politic And whatever Walk around whatever But they both are paired off with, like, what we, I guess, we're told to believe is, like, subconsciously their their fantasies. Him being two women, hers being this, like, swab debonair guy who could, like, woo her off her feet. Who's talking all this game of, like, you know, doesn't you think marriage, all this and this and that. Who's, I'm gonna, I
0: mean, depending on how you feel about it, I'm gonna say this dude is, like, the best
1: flirter in the history of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is in the red cloak later on. No, he's not. Yeah, no, that's him. Guaranteed money. Oh, I bet you money. No,
0: it's not. How, how do you know? Who is it? Because Leon Vitale is the one who's in the red cloak. How the do remove you? your clothes? Yeah. That's Leon Vitale.
1: Yeah, but they dubbed Kate Blanchett's voice for whatchamacallit anyway, so. It could be that dude. I'm just saying, like, that guy that's, like, trying to move her off her feet. He's got to be, like, the richest of the rich. I see him as, like, the big dude in red that's leading the whole ceremony.
0: I'm just telling you physically, no, it's not. And it's not necessarily supposed to be. It's Leon Vitale in platforms to make himself look taller.
1: Okay. I don't know who Leon Vitale is.
0: Kubrick's personal assistant. He also acted in Barry Lyndon. He's great. Anyways, he worked on, like... Basically, every movie, I think, from, like, clockwork forward. Okay. Um, but his personal assistant, like, live assistant guy, he was involved in a lot of movies. But he, yeah, I think maybe the first collaboration was Barry Lyndon, but he acts in Barry Lyndon. Okay. There's a great documentary about him called um, Film Worker, I think, is the title. And it's just about him falling in love with cinema and then working with Kubrick forever. Hmm. Sorry to
1: burst your bubble, but you could still think it's the Hungarian dude. I just like the idea of that. Like, I mean, if we're all as just as... So you're assuming
0: there's a lot of carryover between this Christmas party and the the mansion party later.
1: Yeah, like this is the... This is obviously who who gets to get an invitation. Okay, sure. But
0: are the two... Ziggler seems like... Uh Sidney Pollock's character. Yeah. The older die again, like you said, they are very much mirrors of each other. We're, yeah. More so it's like this is you if you guys continue on the path and you kiss the right asses, essentially like You could be this rich. You could be me in like yeah. you know probably about five years. Right. And uh but yeah, and like you said, they're paired they're paired off. I love the the dance and the the verbal <laughs> dance and the physical dance between Nicole Kidman, and I cannot remember this guy's name, but
1: I just, you
0: know, he's Hungarian.
1: Are the two prostitutes that he, the two, he he is with two women at the party as well, right? The other, when he's in a mask. There are two women that approach him at that party, right? Yes. One of them that tells him, you know, that talks to him. I'm just saying, the reason why I think the guy's there, a lot of people who were at that Christmas party were at that other one too. That's all I'm saying. Okay. At least through four, four to five people were in both scenes. So it would lead me to believe if I had to pick a guy that would be leading this whole thing. You think thing, he's the top top dog. Yeah. I get the end. It I don't, feels I,
0: even more international and so many more people than this Christmas party is, though. Right. It feels much more massive. We'll get there. Okay. We will get there. I have so many questions. Good. So many questions. Okay. But yes, we have them paired off, and as you mentioned, it's kind of his fantasy. It's like two women, and then obviously they're what you would consider at least a bit more exotic than your boring American wife. Never mind the fact that it's actually oh my god, stunning
1: dude. <laughs> so, you, I mean, I gonna say, if she still has the same body, half as good as like fucking this movie, twelve, dude, a twelve, seriously. Movie.
0: This movie has the, I don't even know when I was going to bring it up, but this movie has the distinction in my mind of having not only the greatest opening shot in the history of cinema, the greatest but the greatest line. last line in the history of cinema so, yeah, as well, I and if you can do that and somehow you put two hours and 37 minutes in between those two things,
1: that it's like 100% engaging... I think you have. And you throw a- in a night odyssey and, like, just a lot of introspection. It's, um, I mean,
0: it's a two-day it's, it's a two f- odyssey. It's a night night and a day.
1: I know. Well, that's my thing. Anytime, look, anytime the- anybody is out at night doing shit, I'm game. Yeah. And just seeing what the world is. Like, we, you know, we can get to it, but, like, his whole thing to get the costume and then when he comes back to drop it off. That is, I want an entire movie of that just on its own. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. I will get there very quickly. So,
0: Cruz is being led further and further by these women. And there's the whole, you know, where are we going? They're like, where the rainbow ends. And before he can, this is going to be a reoccurring theme, before he can transgress, he gets pulled away. Yes. Because Dr. Ziegler, again, Sidney Pollack. Has a, uh, a prostitute who has OD'd in his bathroom. Yes. Um, and since we're all playing fast and loose, and I'll point this out to you for next time you watch it, because it's one of those I didn't pick up until like, way down the line. I had to have somebody point it out to me. In this scene, you can straight up see on the back wall, in one shot, behind Tom Cruise, is Ziggler's mask that he's going to be wearing at the, the party. Huh. The like white stone yeah. faced one with kind of the beak on it. Yeah. Not the plague mask, but the, the stubby one. You know, he looks down at him from the balcony. With yeah. You can see that mask in the background. Holy shit. Scene. I never even at noticed. a distance. And then when it cuts in closer to Cruz, the mask is gone. And it's one of those where it's like that a continuity error,
1: or are you Well no, I think like Bill's getting he's getting, it, he's, he's, getting the, he's getting dressed and realizes that like that is still out, so he may have removed it from the frame without us knowing. That's my opinion. Sure. He called him up here in a hurry. Forgot that his mask was out. The minute he starts attending to the woman with naked woman, he's like, "Oh fuck right. my mask!" But yeah, down. If you if you
0: look for it, you can find it. It's in one of the like long shots. Essentially, yeah. uh, so much stuff buried in the frame throughout this. So he's attending to her while Alice uh, Nicole Kidman is still dancing with the Hungarian, and basically hers builds to a point where she's just like, she could totally go upstairs with this dude. It's on the table. And she's like, I can't because I'm married. But she, they both clearly like the idea, of it's enough flirting with the temptation. Right. Yes, the thrill of this could happen, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to act on it. So they go home. <laughs> they smoke a little pot, uh. And we get what? What are you shaking your head about? They
1: go home, and they fuck. Yes,
0: they, they take takes their, their glasses, glasses off. It. Yes, yeah. They take Get the poster image,
1: right? Yes, and they you realize that like the energy of what they've done at this party is what's amped them up to right. fuck, right? And then the next day, you have a smash of like they're going throughout their day. She is doing things with a kid, she's not as gorgeous as she was the night before. She's got her hair up, glasses, he is moving throughout his day. He's got another set of breasts in his face, which he treats just as clinically as he did the first set that we saw him with. He's taking care of kids. He's asking about Christmas. He's being Dr. Bill. And then, then... (laughs) Yes, excuse me.
0: Then... They smoke weed. They decide to smoke a little pot, right?
1: (laughs) And start having a conversation.
0: Yeah. And I'm sorry, the transition of... First of all, the fact that she was not nominated for Best Actress and or best support you could considering a supporting performance considering the amount of screen time if you really wanted to do category fraud and slip her in there you could have yeah but the fact that she was not nominated and won for best actress for this monologue alone which is just one of the best this is why she's in my all time top five and she will never leave it she's one of the best actresses of all time but this is the kind of showcase set piece sort of shit the transition of those two girls did you by any chance happen to fuck <laughs> them <laughs> like, yeah. the transition of that the build up the pace everything is just she is milking every line of dialogue and I also just think because you know the, the stories of how he likes to shoot things and the number of takes I was just like how long were they filming this scene <laughs> this scene in particular with each other because I'm sure you read some behind the scenes stuff. There was, you know, he's, I guess what you would call a method director in, yeah. in some cases. And he kept that. He wanted to build this uneasiness, this distrust. He interviewed them separately beforehand, basically serving as like a marriage counselor, like tell me your insecurities about the other person and everything and to all, this day, they all have not separate from each said, other. Yeah. And yes. And any, it's like, she was not per- she could not be around for any of the mansion stuff, and he could not be around for any of the vision sequences that we're gonna get a little later. So the idea of them sitting down to watch the final cut of that, and that's the first time they probably know like, oh what the fuck like that tension is inherent and it's like I don't know if it needed that extra layer of manipulation. Do you think this ruined to get their marriage? There? I mean I think a lot of people want to point to this as as the thing that did it and no I think his fucking Scientology is I'm sure in their yeah. Marriage. Um, yeah there's also people who think that this movie apparently is like a big slight at Scientology like okay I guess I don't know many Scientologists that are doing these crazy ass sex parties but who knows L. Ron Hubbard did like to have like a bunch of underage girls on his boat I, I mean that that's what we
1: all I mean, at the end of the day that's all any of that shit it's all bullshit Right. it's all hoodoo. It's all jokes. We'll get it's, to it, yeah. That's I.
0: Yeah. Okay. I know that's all we really want to talk about. That should be this whole episode. Anyways, she basic. He said... he put something out on the table, which is kind of basically along the lines. I'd, of, lo- I'd love. I know women. <laughs> no, I no, know men. no.
1: I just love. It. He's like because I happen to be a doctor. Like his <laughs> excuse is, she's like so when you're like when you're feeling up tits like it does nothing for you. And he's like well yeah they're my patients like what the and that in my head i'm like yeah bitch what the fuck is wrong with you like right that would be weird as shit you know how much malpractice you guys be paying you'd be in the poorhouse. what the hell and she's like that's basically her argument is like oh well you're saying that like the only reason that you wouldn't fuck these two is because you're married to me not that you don't want to right but it's because you're married to me and he's like no, I fucking, like, I know women. I trust you. You wouldn't be unfaithful to me. You uh, you know, you you wouldn't lie to me. I've never lied to you. I've never been unfaithful to you. You know, I'm a doctor. And, you know, what? you, you, you smoke too much, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You're killing my high right now. Right. To which she divulges, oh, yeah, well, last year when we were away, guess what? I saw this Navy officer, dude, and I was like, holy fuck. And then, pretty much the entire time we were there, I couldn't stop thinking about him. And yeah, I I was, I never felt more tender and closer to you, but I also was thinking I could fuck the shit out of this guy. And I I wouldn't give a goddamn. And I would give up my life with you and our daughter. And our daughter to do it. That is up there with like some of that shit that What's His Face says to her and in the bedroom to me. On like this kind of shit, you're oh, telling your spouse. I think your, your it's spouse. beyond that. Way it's, up, there. it's
0: yeah. It takes the uncomfortability of that and yeah. just like cranks it up. Yeah, that's further. where you start, and then we crank it right. from there. You're right.
1: Um, and essentially, but, she's like, I felt relieved when I when he wasn't here, but I also was like immensely sad about the whole thing. You know, it's in a weird spot, and that's that's what I was getting at with with what it does is because like obviously the putting on the makeup and the going out in the party thing in the visualization and being around it is what's done it for them to kind of charge them up to like have sex the night before. Right. But if they actually start to think about it, they're realizing that like, well, we don't really know each other to a, like a hundred percent. There's still things we can't see in each other. Our eyes are wide shut when it comes to that. And I think ultimately that is like, obviously what kicks off this journey for him which actually starts with the being called away because of a patient's past
0: yes again saved by the bell as he will be many times throughout the movie Mm -hmm. but before he can even really articulate a response to any of this um, he gets a phone call he's got to make a house call one of his patients died right and this starts the runner of the next two days which is he will essentially be tempted at every single turn whether he is oblivious to it or not every character that he meets for the next night and a half and day wants to fuck him and there's the potential that he could be unfaithful and fuck him mind you all she has told him at this point is a thought from her brain that's it she was just very honest and open about a feeling Mm-hmm. Okay, and then basically for the next hour we're watch, or for the next hour and a half we're watching male ego on display of he just he can't help himself, dude, and he's he's driving in this fucking car, and he's have he's having his visions, man, and again the idea that Tom Cruise did not know what went on in those filming sequences and like he's watching it happen as the movie is happening mind-blowing to me right but he's having visions of her with this naval officer and they're very like style they almost look like an old like stag film or something they're you know
1: they're like it'd be really great if it was anthony edwards <laughs> <laughs> if it was anthony edwards yeah.
0: specifically yeah. okay
1: in his old navy uniform just oh okay top gun callback i'm sorry it sure. was terrible um <laughs> yeah and so Again, yeah, you're right. Every person but when we we did forget that while at the Christmas party, he meets an old med school oh, friend, yeah, Nick Nightingale, who's like, "Hey man, I'm in town." Like Played I got...
0: by director of in the bedroom, Todd
1: Field. Yes. Um he's like, "I'm in town. I'm here at this club like, you know, I got the wife and kids out on the West Coast, but I'm here, you know, come look me up, man. I'm here for a while, you know, it's Christmas." So, you know, he leaves the
0: the grieving family yes yes and again she like throws herself his, at him this daughter who he's like we've met one other time right <laughs> like, I love it and then also his doppelganger shows up yes still don't quite know what that's about that's the that's one of those things I've never quite been able to square like it's thematically the, like what why does this guy need to look exactly like
1: Tom no Kirsten? no he's reverse we
0: his his hair's parted differently no no no, no. yeah excuse me go
1: ahead He's the... They're the inverse. The wife and crews are on the same level. Nicole Kidman and the guy from Dharma and Greg are, like... They're on the same level. They both have glasses. They both dress the same. They both appear the same. They're the flipped image of what they are, just not as rich.
0: Okay. He stands true. Yeah, to, no, you nailed it. Okay.
1: That, yeah. Did I?
0: Or you've read some good trivia. I watched <laughs> some
1: good movies. Anyway, uh, or good, good YouTube videos. Anyway, um... But yeah, no, they're, he's, they're the flipped image of, like, they are not as rich because this old person has died, and essentially they will become rich off of what's going to happen. So they're about to ascend to Tom—it's almost like they're the lower rung. They're about to ascend to the Tom Cruise-Nicole Kibben level. And again, like you said, if they if Bill and Alice play their cards right, they'll be at the Illuminati level soon.
0: Right. Yeah. But they haven't been fully accepted. Yet. Right. So yeah, so now initiated. he decides he's going to go— Um. Well, no, he hasn't even decided to go to the Sonata Cafe yet. He's just walking around. He's just walking around. This yeah. is when he meets Domino. Right, right. Um, who's? I'm sorry, but tell me where you can find a hooker like this in New York City, um, who for $150? Yeah. I mean, I know it's it's Tom Cruise, but
1: $150? I was just I was I was like, that's a bargain, right? Right. Is that like? I
0: don't that's
1: know. 1990s though. I don't know. I don't... Mate, yeah. Inflation, who knows?
0: But anyways, they come in, there's... I gotta be honest, as much as like people have given him shit about being kind of asexual, he he does, the, because of his natural charisma, when you put him in these sequences where he needs to be like...
1: Disarmed, and he doesn't know what but, he's doing, so to well, speak.
0: No, but I think like flirty and engaging, because he basically is just... The mindset seems to be, when he decides to come in here, like... I, yeah i think that's what would make me feel better is if i fuck a stranger and it's like dude she didn't fuck a stranger
1: yeah but it doesn't <laughs> she matter thought about it bro yeah. like
0: <laughs> i understand you're thinking about it but like, this is a right, minority report but like, you can't be arrested
1: for your thoughts for your man thoughts. we still have our thoughts he's like i want to make a movie about this <laughs> in like two years <laughs> steven i have an idea <laughs> <laughs> remember that one book from a long time uh, anyway um It's not
0: L. Ron Hubbard, I promise. It's (laughs) 12K Dick. Tom, how many times have I told you we're not making Battlefield Earth? (laughs) Let Travolta have it. You mean the (laughs) simulation
1: theory guy? (laughs) The guy who thinks we're all living in a simulation? Weird. Hey, by the way, you seen trailers for that Matrix movie we're going to be up against? Sorry. Don't worry worry about about it. it. That's the guy from Speed. No one cares. (laughs) Anyway. it's ted or bill or one of them I yeah don't think, I don't you got larry, right larry Fishburns in there come on Johnny utah <laughs> utah <laughs> give me two why'd he cut his head? <laughs> right. yeah so you get um yeah so he's about two again and she yeah, calls
0: literally she calls and again at this point like once they separate we're we're checking in on kippen every once in a while but it's definitely right. it's the it's the cruise show it's the odyssey yes for uh for the rest of the time out. So that's enough to make him kind of have a moment of a crisis of conscience, if you will, and be like, yeah, I guess I should leave. But he's a classy gentleman, and he pays her, you know, even though they didn't do anything. Yeah. And I think he overpays her. I think he gives her like $300, even though they agreed to one fifty. Yeah. I just assume he's only pulling out hundreds from this, like, endless yes. wallet of cash, you see.
1: What you don't see is he's walked to three different ATMs the entire time <laughs> yes. and just taken out cash. Yeah. And managed to not get mugged at all. He managed to not feed a
0: kitten to it as well. Yeah. Uh, sorry, wrong wrong movie. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> feed a kitten to the ATM? What are you talking about? American
0: Psycho, feed me a kitten. You
1: know, oh, when the yeah. ATM tells him to feed him a kitten. I've... I thought you said feed a kid into it, and I was like, yeah, whoa, what movie feed have I me missed? A oh, yeah. gotcha, yeah.
0: Or feed me that stray cat. I forget what it says. Yeah. It's, like, very direct. And then he can't fit it in there, so he's going to shoot it, but then the cops show up. Yeah. And he starts shooting stuff, and it's exploding.
1: Yeah. We that movie sometimes. Yeah, we should. Okay, anyways. Um, it's under the limit. Yeah, we could do that. So... He, this is now where, we he's back this. on the street, and he's in this. He's in the cafe. Yes.
0: Now he decides. He just kind of stumbles past, and it's like, oh, this is not a cafe. Yeah. Just oh. happens to be here. So he catches the very last song mm-hmm. of Nick Nightingale's set.
1: I love that he's like, like a beer. It's like, do you not know what to order <laughs> here, man? Have you ever been asked what that, drink you want that's before? That's
0: also just a movie thing, though. And yeah. I even said this to Veronica when he says that because it always makes me laugh too. I'll have a beer, where I'm just like, okay, it's one of a couple things. It's either a they didn't want to pay for a sponsorship or allow an alcohol sponsor. So right. they just say beer. Because, And I'm like, there's so many movies that do that. And TV shows where it's like, oh yeah, I'll have a beer. And it's like, in no real world scenario would that not be followed by, well, do you want a Coors or a Bud? Do you want a draft? Do you want a bottle? Like, in any scenario, they're going to yeah, ask the, you more but questions. But
1: like later on in the movie, he's asked, he's like, scotch, this and that. So it's like, either he doesn't want to get that fucked up, or he's just... I don't care, I'm just I'm not gonna be here long. I'm just beer, right. whatever you want. Like he's not planning on on having more than one. He's just gonna have, drink the one and that's it. Or you know Right. You know so, or this big bar that they built on in Pinewood is the kind of bar that only serves beer and they don't have liquor. So he has to say beer.
0: I forget what Nick Nightingale's drinking. Yeah. Anyways they chat after the set and he mentions that yeah, I actually have another gig later tonight. It's like, dude, we're already after midnight right it's now. Like like, 1 30, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, They don't get man. going until round two, and you're like, all right, all right. And then he says the one line from the trailer, which is, I've seen a thing or two in my day, but nothing like this. And then the trailer does not give you the follow-up, which is, and never such women. And that's the thing where Cruz is like, wait, what?
1: What's going I play, on? I play blind-
0: blindfolded. Yeah, I play blindfolded. Oh, the whole setup, dude, and... Some people think it's like indulgent and ridiculous. This movie's two hours and forty minutes. I I could watch it again tonight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You to me the pace is a hundred percent dreamlike. That comes down to the dialogue as well. Where it's like, nobody actually talks at this pace, but it just makes sense in this movie. And the slow build of like I play blindfolded and like he's just like and eventually Cruz is just like dude you have to like fucking tell me more about this etc
1: well you could argue that like you know nick's just seen him at a fancy party right and nick knows that he is a he is a fancy doctor so the nick and nick is just playing at that party nothing special and we
0: subsequently find out yeah he this is like he's done it once or twice before but because we don't know if this is like a does it stay in this location or this does it is it a traveling around? thing? We don't because
1: mean. he says, you know, I don't know where I'm going until right beforehand. Right. But also, this is it. And you talk about the dialogue to me. This is his one time to shine. I have something that he wants to know about. It puts me in the spotlight. I'm the center of attention. Again, we're, stro- if we're stroking male egos this entire time. We give Nick Nightingale his own due of like, I do this thing. I've been wanting to tell somebody I really can't this is some dude I know, but like, I don't know what's the harm in me saying but, something to yeah, make but myself I all, look
0: good. Exactly. But I also think maybe in the back of my head, I think he's kind of square enough that like, he ain't he's he's probably not like involved. This. And it's not like he would just randomly show up. Right. Here. And then he gets a phone call and, you know, Todd field only did a little bit of acting again. I please make another movie, dude. He's only done two movies, but this little moment, um, the transition from when he answers his phone to when he realizes like who it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when he straightens up for, like, <clears throat> sir, yes sir, like totally just like changes his vibe and is like very professional, like yes I know where it is and like you know writing everything down, but yeah the transition from the tone he has when it's just him and Cruz bullshitting and he's kind of like you said kind of showing off like oh I've got this thing or whatever, to and it's your first inclination of like, oh, okay this is like interesting. This is this might be some serious shit. It already sounds kind of, but your your brain is on fire. which just like, well, what could it be? And blah blah blah. And then especially when he's like, "Well, dude, you can't just show up. Everybody's always masked and wearing cloaks. Where are you gonna get a costume at this hour?" Boom. We're tra- That's the other thing I love is like the all of these dialogue scenes are like little dances and little ry- rhythmic things almost, where it's like they kind of just there's this slow kind of build around and then when he gets to like the the crescendo it's like boom we're on to the next scene there's no like and he does a lot of like crossfades where it's like as lines of dialogue are finishing we're into Mm -hmm. the next scene or back in motion again with crews like moving on the street and it just creates this like flow where you never get too bogged down in even though these things are like ostensibly pretty boring like standard setup with just like they're just dialogue scenes again it's one of his more talky movies but to me you never get bored partly because there's always something fucking amazing to look at in the frame or just the lighting to appreciate but also because
1: the dialogue is almost in concert with and didn't they the, didn't they like the rhythm they, and the feel they move really. the the lighting back to f-stops Right, they did something. where they like, they moved the lighting back two f stops than what it would normally be before they processed it. So like, it gave him more control over every piece of light in the movie because of yeah. They that, shot that's it. And, a,
0: that's how you get that like. It's not quite amber. It's not quite gold. It's right. just it's just a, a particular tinge. Where I said last night, I was like, as soon as they went to the Christmas party, I was like, I just want to live in this color palette. Right. And same thing when they go into the Sonata Cafe. I'm like, I just want to live. I want a room that feels and looks like this.
1: Yeah. Same thing with the blue, blue for night, like through the windows in their apartment, the blue that comes through. I've never, that's never happened anywhere on planet Earth. Right. But But it looks right. It looks amazing. Anytime anybody does day for night and there's a blue twinge to it for, which I mean, it could be, you know, light from the moon slash, you know, other buildings, but it's still like, you know, it's still really beautiful like just that haunting blue it's the, it's the same kind of like blue light you would put on like you know like a Michael Myers when he sits up kind of thing right um so yeah so he tells them the password
0: which is Fidelia yes
1: and then he tells your yearbook quote yeah one of two yes and then he tells them you know you you know you're gonna have to get you got to get an outfit dude like what are you gonna hand what are you gonna do that fucking like
0: rainbow fashions yeah. <laughs> Are you the present owner of Rainbow Fashions? <laughs> uh, I love this guy. Forget the actor's name. He's one of those. I feel like been in a billion things. Mister um, Militch. Millich, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's some great. I'm sorry. There's some great moments of comedy. Like the whole. First of all, that whole like spouse breakdown scene, like after they smoke the pot, the bedroom scene. When I watch it now, I get this like delicious glee out of like the way she delivers all of that where i start chuckling at just like how mean and deliberate it is and how she knows he's fucking like how she's pressing his buttons um but there are some moments of genuine comedy and when he is just like um i'd be willing to pay you a hundred dollars over the rental price he's like i don't think so and he's like um okay two hundred dollars okay and then boom <laughs> just cut to yeah, like that's all it head. took with another hundred so bucks so funny to me um, so yeah and he's milk, and again this is like I feel like part of what I love about this movie in general and the fact that it is more dialogue heavy is he somehow manages to maintain a bit of the tone of the very middle of The Shining which is my absolute favorite sequence which is when Lloyd your friendly bartender finally shows up Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to him it's the first time where you're like, oh, okay, Jack Nicholson is fully in the bag, lost his marbles. Is that
1: the little slow tonight isn't it? Yes <laughs> and then that's my favorite And
0: man. then he he shows up yeah. you got the whole bar scene and then I think there's a break in between but then when he comes back and he talks to Del when Delbert Grady spills the avocado on him, yeah. and they have the bathroom scene. Yeah. Those two dialogue scenes, because the rest of that movie is so dialogue free right. and so much about just the tone and the mood and everything, um, but then carries the weirdness of the rest of the movie into those dialogue scenes with the pace, with the reveals. It's like every single scene in this movie is those scenes just right. like stretched out further and further. Um yeah, I love Militch and all of this. And the the first time I was watching it, where I again as a you know like thirteen year old kid just trying to process like, wait, what's going on with these Japanese businessmen and Lili Sobieski?
1: What is going on here? Who like not even what not even a year or two ago was in like Jungle to Jungle. Yes. Weird.
0: Yeah, very weird. Did you? This was my favorite piece of trivia. I know you read this one. What's that? Lili Sobieski apparently has a thing of taking a lock of hair from her famous co-stars, and then the note afterwards is, Tom Cruise did not take part in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, do you know that's some weird, like, I can't rule? let you take my essence or yeah. my Thetan levels will be diminished, <laughs> exactly, and I yeah. cannot
1: let you. You cannot you, clone you a Scientologist, can, yeah, which is obviously going to be her endgame. Yeah, you cannot have
0: hair from her. He's like, let me tell you more about my church. I don't know why this doesn't. He I, would love has it. I would love it if,
1: like, paul walker wasn't down but steve zahn was like you could have two locks of mine <laughs> <laughs> somewhere ted levine's like no way he wasn't wow. on set dude yeah of course he was just <laughs> chilling Bitches are getting my hair. like yeah. he's just like nope not having it oh, man. Uh, whatever happened to her man so be asking yeah i don't I, we say that and i'm like
0: did i just see her in something recently
1: i think she was She's know. like the only actress. I'm like, you should have been Helen Hunt's child in every movie she ever made. They
0: just need to get her and Julia Stiles in like a great like. They should be doing like a Susan Sarandon, Goldie Hawn, Banger Sisters, uh, Meryl Streep, paired with Annette Benning or something sort of movie. But it should be them now. They're, yeah, Julia Stiles and Lily Sobieski.
1: Yeah, and there's got there's got to be at least two more we could rank. And Josh Hartnett. And uh, Ben Foster. Uh, no,
0: oh come on, Ben Foster is Ben Foster, all right. Yeah, we're trying to take people from that era who never Shannon quite Sossman. fully popped. Get Shannon Sossman in there. Yep. So is it just forty days, forty nights, the sequel? Um, and like those are the other two women that are tempting him. What away? about Andrew Keegan? Or it's also a see. It's a. It's here and now when he did. Is that the one with him and Chris Klein?
1: Chris Whatever Klein it does. takes is Chris Klein and no, 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 no. and Shane. What's his what face? Chris Klein's not in Whatever It Takes. That's Franco and that is Franco. You're right. Chris Klein's just American Pie, then, isn't it?
0: It's Chris Klein, Hartnett, and Sobieski. What is that movie? It's not called Here and Now.
1: Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, that is. No. It's Here and Now. Or for, you're thinking Now and Then. The the female. No, I'm not from thinking from Now 90s. and Then. In fact, I'm not. Now and Then. I'm, I'm talking about Here and Now. It's all, Hartnett
0: it's, and her are already together. Right. Chris Klein is like the rich boy, the fucking little rich boy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Who steals her away? Right. And Josh Hartnett is like a perfectly nice guy about it the whole fucking time. And yeah, yeah, fucked over.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I never saw it. But what I is it called? I that's think not. That's what it's, what it's is. called? It's gotta be it.
0: All I know is it had a Google Goo Goo Doll song in the trailer, and you were all about coming it. down the world around you. You know maybe the, what is it called dude I'm, I'm looking it up
1: i would but my phone i'm at like one percent it will die if i try to look up anything. no i don't want to hear do you know what i have to do get mine to charge i have what? to wrap a rubber band around the cord plug the cord in and then wrap the rubber band around this pop socket i feel like you need a new charger I, listen you try telling our father that and see what happens you can't afford a charger no, the phone itself. The the charger's just the port here. We oh, yeah, gotta clean they, it, dog. They just no. I clean it out. They just fall out. I've had this phone for like four years. Okay. Also, that's rain. If you're listening right now, yeah. I don't know if you can. Uh, I think that's our cue to start. Like, we gotta move to the orgy and wrap it up. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make it rain. All right. Go ahead. So. He gets a costume. He gets the
0: costume. There's the weird shit with Lily Sobieski and M- Milich and the Japanese businessman, and it's
1: it's a little unsettling, we'll leave, but it's we, played we, for laughs. We'll life. leave it for you because you, you're gonna you're gonna watch it. You're gonna love it. You you need some <laughs> you need something. You know. All right, and
0: then he's he's got his costume, so he is off to this mansion. And we, if it's your first time, you don't know what to expect. Exactly. And he tells the cabby to wait for him. Rips up a hundred dollar bill, almost to say like, hey. You know I'm good for it. Would I rip up a $100 bill if I wasn't serious? Right. Um, and so he's like, hey, yeah, you hang out. I could be 10 minutes. I could be, you know, two hours. I could never come out. Who knows? I might die <coughs> in there.
1: I could fucking die in here. Yeah.
0: So he goes to the front door with his mask off, which I'm immediately just like, dude, put your fucking shit on. Yeah, like, dude. What I don't do think you do anybody with... else is walking up there without one on. Uh, puts his mask on. He goes in, and they are they're just kicking into the Gregorian like or whatever chant this is played in reverse. Extremely disturbing mm-hmm. sequence. Um, and yeah, and we're we're straight into a complete other world essentially. Um, like I said, it's a crazy. Like it's a it's a Romanian Orthodox mask mass. I think. Excuse me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Played in reverse. Uh. There's the aforementioned Leon Vitali in a red cloak, gold mask, and like an incense smoker kind of thing. Yep. And it's a ritual. It's a ritual of some sort. And we see a bunch of masked women
1: then a form a of... circle,
0: yes, disrobe, and then slowly pair off with people, one of which who grabs Tom Cruise. So now we have my first question about what's essentially referred to as the orgy sequence the orgy house the mansion the house whatever it's here and on earth here on earth <laughs> motherfucker hell yeah all right not a good movie no, by the no, way no. but it does happen to star those three people that we mentioned all right my first question are the women in this circle who we know for a fact one of them is a prostitute. Okay? Are they the only people fucking? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, so the crowd members and everything, a la Tom Cruise and everything, it's like, are you only fucking if you're chosen? I. And if so, are some of these other women who we see in these sequences, were they part of that group? Are they hired prostitutes or are they the female counterparts of the people who are part of this thing who are also taking part in it?
1: See, here's my thing.
0: Because nobody know about True no, 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 Detective no, no, no. Listen, Season 2, listen. there is probably a sex trafficking angle here. We're probably.
1: Assuming. But here's my thing. This is about being married. Okay? And this whole movie is about how he doesn't know his spouse... In their marriage. okay, What this thing does. Is it tells you. That. The people watching. Are the married power couple. Elites they don't come here to fuck. They come here to watch. Because. All those women are prostitutes. And they are choosing. Whatever single males. There may be. To. To do whatever with. And just like Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise did flirting, these people who are married, standing next to each other, watching women get fucked and railed and all crazy orgy, they take that home with them. And they use that as their passion for their own sex lives. Because as we'll find out later, they don't need to fuck prostitutes. Bad things could happen if you fuck prostitutes. So it's on the men who are single who are willing to take this risk that hopefully by the divine whatever crazy illuminati thing they're worshiping they don't catch herpes aids chlamydia whatever by fucking these prostitutes that's my big takeaway the only people who are fucking are single men okay and the, the the power elite that are watching over this that's the ultimate power trip they get to put on host and watch these men pretty much they could be you know It could wind up being that like something happens there someone could get to we don't know people get sacrificed we don't know people if one girl wants that's really the
0: the thing of it the more and more you go back to it because of how things ultimately go with the the sydney pollock scene the billiard scene as it's known towards the end how much of it is artifice or how much of it is like there's something deeper going on here. Like these people are legit into because again the level of seriousness, the fallout from what happens here, which is essentially they discover that there's an interloper. Some, yes, there's an interloper, mm-hmm. and this woman tries to save him. And if you're if you're paying attention, you know that it is it's Mandy, it's the girlfriend oh, of the, the, the OD. But if you're if it's your first time, you'd be forgiven for like. Okay, because you
1: don't really hear her talk that much in the first. You Barely scene. hear
0: her talk, and then of course, but if she's you are a thirteen-year-old
1: boy, you do pay attention. Oh my God, same tits. Yes, exactly.
0: So much so that okay, we're we're gonna jump ahead just a bit. Eventually, well, we'll walk through it. Anyways, Tom Cruise has discovered. Okay. I I want to slow down. Did you watch this on HBO Max? Yes. Okay. Have you ever seen the un? rated version of this, were Okay.
1: Again, second time I watched it. Gotcha.
0: So you've always seen it with the, the cardboard cutouts
1: essentially.
0: Yeah. I know there's supposed to be a lot more fucking going on. Um, I mean, it's literally the, the camera movements are the same. It's just, things are obscured. You're not like physically missing any shots. You're just like, they're just arbitrarily, you know, and sometimes it doesn't make sense where you're like, dude, if somebody was standing that close to those people, in that scenario, everybody else would be like, hey, fucker, move. The other thought I had this time watching is I'm like, we have this very, like, kind of creepy Middle Eastern music playing over the the walkthrough. The scene mm-hmm. of, like, I'm seeing all these people. I'm seeing all this wild sex going on. And, like, <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, well, obviously, this is... um. Non-diagetic, right? Right. Like this is not what they're listening to in the moment. But I was like, "But are they playing music, or is it like if we drop the sound out, all you would hear is just like just a lot of <laughs> fucking?" Yeah. Because of like, obviously, you would need music on because it would just be too fucking weird, right? If it was just if that's what it was. <laughs> but I was like, but obviously they're not because playing if you don't this. if
1: you don't have music, you have to go full bore with the sounds. It has to be like primal chanting. And like yeah, someone it's speaking it, like midsummer or something. Right. Yeah, yes. it has to be like that crazy level of like. But you crazy can't just have
0: dead you. silence yes. and people fucking with the intensity level that they seem to be.
1: Or no, or yes. you do that. You have dead silence, and the only sounds you hear are the flesh on flesh, and like the moans and groans of people, to the point that like that is the ultimate of like. You know, just control so, power. That, like, you're just yeah. sitting back watching this, and you're not doing anything. You're not jerking it's off. You're not making out with your wife. You have a mask on. You're watching these people get, you know, <laughs> she got her brains fucked up. That's what happened to her. You know, it's, it's like, like, Oh, great Pollock, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just the idea that it was supposed to be Harvey Keitel. I oh think my about God, him, yeah. like, delivering the same dialogue. Yeah, I'm like, dude. Ah, I don't know if it would have hit the same. It would no. have been a completely different tone. It would have been a little more bad, Lieutenant, in there, probably. Um, Okay. So, but yeah, I just had that thought. I was like, it would be so funny if he hard cut to just like, here's what it actually sounds like. He just dropped all the music out. The other, one of the hardest laughs I had and opened my brain up to just like, well, what else is going on at this party? This mansion is fucking huge. Yeah. When they come and grab him, she's already tried to warn him like, hey, you should get out of here. Blah blah blah. I could, both of our lives could be in danger. Guy comes in like kind of carries you, and then the gold mask dude comes up to him and it's like, uh, "Are you the gentleman who arrived with the taxi?" And it's like your driver would like to have a word with you. And then he walks him back through what I you again you lose all spatial orientation. It's right. like the hotel from The Shining. Like you have no idea how big this thing is, where anything connects to anything else, because it's so flowy and you just you can't get a, a read on the layout of this right. place. So he walks back through what I would essentially say is like the lobby near where he came through the entrance. But it's uh, Strangers in the Night, Exchanging Glances. It's like that old classic song. And there's people just like ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this shit's like what's going on on the ground floor. It's like, is this where like the older folks who are just like, oh, I just want to like, I just want to dance with my sweetheart who I brought here. It's like back in our that
1: day, we used to be down the there getting that, in. The, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the idea that this is going on at the same time, all of this other stuff is going on. And this is where I'm talking about the amount of people. So he was just off seeing all of this. He did the walkthrough and everything. And then he comes back to the lobby and there's all these people <laughs> dancing and everything. And it's a different vibe. It's a very different vibe yeah. than what's going on upstairs. And then again, I, the setup was, oh, your driver needs to speak to you. And then he walks him to corner which i'm like is this where the ritual was happening before or is this a separate room Mm -hmm. entirely and there's another like there's like another 150 people in there with fucking mask on and and when he first walks in there that is the old that is one of those ultimate if you just suffer from any kind of existential crisis centered around like dreams where it's like oh fuck i it's me they're all against me yeah i'm the one who's alone that shot is one of the is most it? unsettling things ever. It's just they know you're not who you said you are. You've been found out, and they they all know yeah. all at once. And those masks are so terrifying. Every single goddamn one of yes. them that they got to. And then again, the great Leon Vitale with this voice, which for for years with my friends, because I would show them like <laughs> I would show the orgy sequence out of context to be because I was like they've never heard of this movie. It'll blow their minds. They've had a little bit to drink and they're just like, "What the fuck is this?" But for the longest time, I would just do the remove your clothes or would you like us to do it for you? Jesus. Anyways, so he gets found out. He unmasks. They they're like, "And what is the password for the house?" He's like, "Ah, uh, Ah, uh, I picture like. Have they ever done a? Have they ever done a Family Guy joke where it's Peter Griffin? Because I picture Peter <laughs> Griffin just like ah, uh, ah, uh, just not being uh, able to come up with anything. Lombardo, it's, it's, Lombardo, it's Lombardo, isn't it? <laughs> ah, uh, but of course I love the review and I told you in our text start later that like there was no. That's the whole thing, man. There was no second password. Yeah. You dumbass. You should have been like. What second password?
1: Anyway, or like it's go fuck yourself. There is no second password. So he's
0: found out there, and I. Here's my other question. I've always been so curious about it. What happens if he removes his clothes? Yeah. What happens if she doesn't intervene? Yeah. What do they do to him? Yeah. Where does it go from there?
1: Oh, they cut his dick off. Obviously, <laughs> goes, that's where it goes.
0: I'm seriously though. I'm like. What do they do to any under normal circumstances?
1: Well, see, here's my thing. I
0: think... But then we hear that her whole sacrifice was a farce. But can we even believe that? Or is he just selling him a bill of goods to make him feel less bad about the fact that he caused this fucking woman's death? Oh, because he wanted to get his fucking rocks off. And guess what? He didn't even do it! (laughs) He didn't even fucking do anything! (laughs) He literally got this woman killed so he could do what all these rich fucks are doing, which is just watch. Poor people fuck
2: apparently. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what the how they get their rocks off. Listen, Noah, when money buys everything and you literally have whatever you want at your fingertips, you can do whatever you want. No, I just do it to watch the expressions change. <laughs> it's <just laughs> like fucking Gandolfini in True romance. Oh my god. What I mean, listen. What if what if the whole bit is that like again? Okay, because look at it this way. Every single time. He could cheat. Something happens to him and he doesn't, right? Right. What if every single time with... Minus the doctor lady or minus the patient woman. If he had fucked, he would have died. What if that is the whole bit? Every one of those women is potentially, you know... They they find the worst. The They're filled with diseases and, and AIDS or whatever. And that's their whole bit is they bring them in because it's like, you know... We'll initiate the men into this this way, and if, you know, somehow they come through it and they haven't contracted a disease, well, then they can be part of our thing. Again, where, we don't know this. I'm just saying Yeah, where, I was going
0: to say, where are you getting the HIV thing? Because, yes, we know she's a drug user, but we the HIV
1: thing is connected to Domino. But that's what I'm saying. So you think Domino is involved with this? How do we know Domino wasn't there that night? I
0: mean, we don't. We, we necessarily. don't. We sure
1: he left and went to the cafe what if she left and bounced and went there and she got railed at that party as well and guess what whoever did now has aids we don't know that you did there's so much ambiguity and so much left up to the imagination that is my favorite part about this the back half of this entire movie
0: that's the other thing i love is like you have this giant set piece here in the center. And it builds to this crescendo of, like, you've been found out, blah, 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 and, like, okay, she's going to self-sacrifice for you, and he's like, what will happen to her? And he's like, want, you know, promises that are made here, blah, blah, blah. And then we leave that scene. We don't see him leaving the house, getting in his cab. Just, we hard cut to, he arrives home.
1: Yeah. And then we get into, (laughs) well, here's my dream. (laughs) Here's my dream I had. Wait a minute. Your dream sounds awfully suspicious. So you're on this you're on this tip too. I've seen
0: this movie a lot. Veronica said this and I I was like I've never looked at it that way. That you she never, was there
1: the entire time?
0: That she was there? Yeah. No, I've never had that thought. You never have? No, because of because of the look on her face after he says, "I'll tell you everything," and we hard cut to the neck the morning of that after she's he's presumably told her everything. And she is, fucking, pissed and upset and scared and terrified and all everything all at once. Do we have? Um, I don't, I've never thought she was there in secret. And I've ne- obviously we would recognize her body. She's not one of the women. So,
1: where where is she? I'm saying she's there, in costume.
0: In costume. You think she knows about it? She's known about it. With dude, from the party. With the Hungarian guy.
1: Yeah. She's there with him.
0: When is she doing this all in the midst of... So, we cut back to her when she makes the phone call while he's at Domino's. Uh So, after she gets off the phone, she's getting out of her robe, stop eating her Devil's Food Snackwell cookies and watching TV, and she's getting all glammed up to put on a mask. And a cloak, and driving well, no, into upstate the, New York.
1: That's the beauty of it. She doesn't have to put on any makeup. She can be ready to go in ten minutes. Okay. She tells the babysitter to come over. She's downstairs. She's in that guy's car. When she get when he gets found out, she immediately says, "That's my husband. I need to get home before he is." And they they leave right then and there. They make it back to the, her her apartment before he is ever like whisked out of the building, and none the wiser. And this is her trying to tell him, I know what you've been up to. I know what you've been going on with because of what I said. I didn't do anything. I still didn't even fuck the Hungarian guy tonight. But I know where you've been because I just said something to you. And I'm begging you, don't push this any further.
0: Never taken it that way.
1: That's the way I took it. Never, ever taken it
0: that way. I don't why? think she has then, anything okay. to do with this Then
1: why it. is her dream so specific to what he has just witnessed? It's thematically linked, but it's not, it's not,
0: oh, I'm in this mansion and then I'm fucking a bunch of people. It's this whole metaphor about being like trapped at the end of the world and then being naked. And like, and then there's all of a sudden these people and like, I blamed you because I thought it was ending. And it's like it's more of like a metaphor for just their marriage in general and temptation and all sorts of other stuff. But I don't, I think, but Veronica, same thing. She thought there was kind of like, Oh, did she, was she at that party? And I was like, I've literally net, it's never even occurred to me. And even in thinking through it, I don't, I don't take it that way specifically because of the, I'll tell you everything. And the way that that wraps up, we can get to it Fairly quickly because we're almost three hours into this episode. Well, we do need to wrap things up. It's well, a long no, movie. What do you
1: well, yeah, do? but at the same time, well, like I'm not, I'm not but, saying you're no. But you're here's dead the thing: wrong for your the, reading. The only just, thing, I've never the only the thing, that, thing you could take from that is that it's only in her explaining it that you could look at it as like, oh, well, it's a projection of like because I'm trying to think. I don't know if. Do they give you anything about their backstory, about when they were together, where they've been? Like, they've they've been together forever, or they've only nine been together... Years. Nine
0: years. They have a seven-year-old daughter. Nine years. So they years. had two years of marriage before they had a kid. Okay. So you
1: know it wasn't like a, we got
0: married because she got pregnant.
1: You right. know that. Right. Yes. But we also don't know what she may have done at all before she ever met him.
0: What the fuck relevance does that have to anything?
1: Well, what if she was at this whole this whole party deal a long time ago and this is just a repressed memory
0: a repressed memory from who her so she's envisioning him in it
1: or you're you're no, saying no. her dream is her a dream repressed her dream is like not a repressed memory but like her dream incorporates something that she hasn't told him
0: i just want you to go back and listen to every line of dialogue she just says about the dream it does not thematically connect other than the idea of there were all she, these and people, and they were fucking. When that you left, it old. was better.
1: I felt better. And then I was being fucked a lot by other people. Okay? To me, that says, when I was alone before I met you, it was better. I got to fuck a lot of people. <laughs> and if I'm connecting the dots, I just watched a party where women fuck. one woman got fucked by a lot of people. In my head, there's just too much of a connection between what we've seen at that and what she connects to and says she she sees in this thing that it, I mean, you're right. It shouldn't connect because then it's oddly too similar. We're all focused on one thing and that's not, it's just too much. The thing is not the thing. The, right. That's what I love about it is it has this centerpiece and this element that will
0: like light your brain on fire. And it's the central tension of the movie that it's what drives the whole fear factor of the back half. First time you're watching it where it's like are they going to fucking kill him? Like are they going to come after his family? Like where is this going? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Like how much more depth are we going to get on this? And what you ultimately realize is like it doesn't fucking matter because it's not about it never matters. It's not about the what was actually going on there. It's about thematically what it represents. That's why I feel like getting bogged down in whether she was there or not to me it further complicates things. Because if you look at the the stone conversation as like This is her finally kind of loosening up or expressing a thought she's maybe had before. Mm -hmm. Then it kind of betrays where it ultimately heads if she's been leading this double life the whole time. She's been doing this thing that she's like kept him separate from. So, okay. She tells him about this fucked up dream, etc. And then it's kind of just like, well, shit. And then the next morning... He drives back down to the Sonata Cafe. He's got his bag from Rainbow Fashions. Sonata Cafe is not open yet. He waits nearby. Um, eventually, finds out he's staying at a hotel. We get the great Alan Cumming uh, scene. If I'm skip, if I'm blazing mm. over something, please stop me. Alan Cumming's brilliant in this. I I love. He's with two gentlemen, big guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's got great line deliveries where I'm just like, dude, he was like putting on a clinic, and I love that. Like Kubrick was down for it because it seem it seems like an energy that you would almost not be okay with. Like I it, heard that Kubrick didn't know he was didn't know he was British in, or Scottish. Scottish, rather. Rather. yeah. He, thought, um, he thought he was American. Yeah. Yes. That's I guess pretty wild. I, I like the idea of like Kubrick was a big Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion fan. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like oh, I like this Alan coming. I gotta yeah. get him in my next picture. That's what I like to think, anyways. But I know he was a writer-director and, like, had done shit
1: before. Yeah, this has, like, five like, other directors in... They the... had Tom Cruise listed as one of those directors, and I'm like,
0: what did he direct?
1: Am I, um, am I drawing a
0: complete blank?
1: Maybe he did, like, some of the, like, bits for, like, the Les Grossman thing he was doing after Traffic oh, Thunder. I, yeah, it's just like, weird he, that he directed they would have like, listed as a director. I don't
0: know. We're getting off in the weeds, sorry. Okay. Jesus, that was
1: ominous. Really. Okay, stay on track, boys. You notice the entire time we've been talking about eyes wide shut, that has not happened. The minute we deviate, it starts thundering. So let's keep going. Okay. Um, so, gives the gives the costume back.
0: Gives the costume back. We can skip over the lilies. So I don't even want to begin to explore what I think is going on there, or how it maybe thematically connects. It is the one thing that it's like. This is kind of independent of this circular kind of thing that he's tapped into and seems to be the driving force of everything. Yeah. This is the one element of the previous night not connected to any of that, along with Domino. Right. Presumably, those are two clandestine things that just he took part in mm-hmm. that have no connection. None of those people have any knowledge of the other stuff. he did.
1: Because, yeah, and again, as much as I'm like, oh, Domino could have been there. If she does, then it's just too small. It's too small world. That's so what I'm you saying. This is New that. York, yeah, and it's like, it's yeah,
0: but it's high society, New York, which maybe seems like, a, but again, I feel like this party is international.
1: That's that's upstate New York. They drove out. They go. They drove out of the city.
0: That's what I'm saying. It is upstate, but I feel like that crowd, the size of it, the. Again, the whole pomp and circumstance, the ritual of it all. I'm like, this feels like. The elite of the world, like the most mm-hmm. powerful people in the world, financially speaking, you like, know, rumor influential, etc.
1: Rumor has it that back in the '40s, the the party was actually held at the Overlook Hotel.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, the anniversary was just this past July.
1: Really?
0: The it's it was like the hundred year anniversary because it's 1921. Mm hmm. Um, it's the 1921 Overlook Holiday or New Year's Eve ball, or no, Fourth of July, yeah, this ball, is a Fourth July ball is what it is. Um, so, yeah, it was the 100-year anniversary of this past 4th That's, That's wild. wild. It was very cool. Okay. Sorry. It
1: goes back <laughs> to Domino. Domino's not there.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. We're on the next morning. Alan Cumming tells him, though, that Nick was escorted out by two guys. Didn't look and, happy. Yeah, it looked like he might have been scared. You
1: know, tried to pass me a note, but they uh, they took it from him. Yeah. They told him to just afford everything there. He
0: before he goes back to Domino's place, he goes to the mansion.
1: Yep, that was one of the as most fuck. unsettling Dude, scenes in this movie. Are you, so many things rings, unsettling. rings the gate. Limo drives
0: up, can't even see the driver's face, and then just I don't know where he finds old creepy British men, but he's just really good at finding them.
1: Probably his neighbor. This
0: guy says nothing. Hands him an envelope. Cease your in- inquiries, which are completely useless. Um, we hope this will be sufficient. Essentially, like stop fucking with us, or you're, you're like something bad's gonna happen to you. And you're like, holy shit! Veronica's biggest reaction: she's like, they are serious. They had it all typed out. They had an envelope <laughs> with his name on it already. <laughs> like, holy shit! I was like, yeah, they mean business clearly. So then he goes, finds out. Domino just got some test results, and again, the again the sexual tension with the. I love how he's just like, well, I came here because he's kind of retracing his steps. He still can't get the image of the sailor out of his brain, and he's just you're kind of like, okay, he's just literally retracing his steps through the night essentially, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go have sex with that hooker. The thing I didn't follow through on because she told me about this again, this dream she had, not something she did. The dream so we've had a thought and a dream I only bring up all of this because it's trauma novel the whole like theme of the book that it's based on it's all dream story real or imagined sort yeah. of like yeah and it's all the unspoken things that we don't say to each other the daydreams etc all mm-hmm. that shit so he's retracing his steps, and you know he's going with there with the purpose of like alright I didn't fuck this lady last night I got interrupted okay she's not there Okay, it's her roommate. All right, well, she's pretty attractive, too. All right, I think I'm going to do this. And, like, it's escalating. She seems like she's she's down for it, but she's like, I do feel like I got to tell you something, though. By the way, Domino found out she's HIV positive. And presumably she doesn't know if Cruz was with her the previous night. Like, with her, with
1: her. She just said that he was nice to her.
0: Right. So... That's enough to at least break the mood where it's like, okay, well, I don't know how to recover from this one. When he could be like, well, we didn't do anything, so
1: yeah, we could still get it on if you want
0: to, Mm -hmm. but it's enough to kind of kill the mood. So he doesn't do that. He uh goes back, swings back by the house again, I believe. Or no, 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 excuse me, he is leaving somewhere in the midst of this. He sees the newspaper. Oh gosh.
1: He gets the newspaper and he that goes That sequence is terrifying
0: there. as well when he's being followed. Yeah. Um, and you're so focused on the dude who's following him that mm-hmm. you're not expecting the payoff is going to be, oh, he picks up a newspaper
1: and he sees drug overdose. Um, you saw, I love the I love the main, the uh, the headline story. Oh, what? Lucky to be alive. Oh, yeah. 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 He's lucky to be alive. Literally having just dodged <laughs> a bullet, finding out that like, You know, thank God you didn't, thank God your wife saved you from sleeping with that prostitute last night because, you know, you dodged a bullet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: so from here he goes to the hospital, he checks on her, he goes to the morgue. When they get to the morgue, this was a question we had. I know it's a morgue, but like, is it standard practice to like not cover up the patients at all? I feel like every movie, they're always straight up naked. But in reality, I'm like they put
1: covers on those people, right? I'm it thinking depends anything. on if a death kit's been done or not. If a death kit's been completed, then okay. yeah, they're usually covered completely. Okay, that's but, total bullshit. I don't know if that's true. Okay, I'm just saying. It. My
0: whole I was like, bottom line, it's a practical consideration. We've only seen her twice. She was topless both times, and one of them she was wearing a mask. I was like, thematically and storytelling wise we need to see her tits because that's the only way <laughs> yes. to identify her. I was like, I'm sorry to say it, but whether it's accurate or not, I understand why they need her to be naked in this right. scene. And Veronica was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But and like, now
1: we, and yeah. we we're assuming he knows who she was from the night before? Yeah. Okay. See, here's the line
0: of dialogue over her, which is like, you know, it could cost me. Or cost you and me our lives, essentially, mm-hmm. as he's looking at her dead corpse. Uh, so yeah, he knows it's her from the night before. The question is whether he made the connection that it
1: was Mandy. That's what I mean. Until no, no, I'm asking until know, Ziegler did he knew it was Mandy at the party? I don't think so. That's what yeah, because that reveal when he when he because Ziegler calls him, tells him to come by. Yeah,
0: right house. after he leaves the hospital.
1: Yeah. Basically, he's
0: basically like,
1: hey. uh,
0: <sighs> I gotta wrap up the movie. Uh, do you want to like? Do you want to come over to my place and I'll I'll explain? Yeah, the you're remainder of the movie. It. To, you're, you're really just like not you're never it. gonna put it together yeah. yourself. So
1: I'm a real yeah. director. I'll I'll let you do it We have the
0: the great billiard room scene where he lays out everything. And this, I feel like for mm-hmm. some people they absolutely hate this payoff, <clears throat> and some people it totally works. Um, but yeah, so how for you? A I guess do you believe it? You believe, not one goddamn bit okay I was gonna say do you believe the what if I told you this was all a farce and everything cause I'm like well see here's the it, thing then it's like um, is the whole thing theater is the ritual is all of it theater
1: or this was just a, was this just an elaborate hoax by Sigler to like get him to love his wife <laughs> because it's like I noticed I, yeah, you that you guys there. were apart at the party, oh, yeah. and I wanted to make sure that you two kids got to our level, but you so I made idea, this whole thing. You up. You get the
0: idea that Ziggler is like, whether regardless of how long he's been in this, like he's not the top tippity oh, of top. Not, no. And that's what I think is so great about the open when you juxtapose the parties and everything is like the opening party seems so rich and extravagant and fancy, etc., and, of course, when he comes over, there in this giant library, like, mm-hmm. drawing room, and he's got, like, a full bar and shit. And you're like, he seems like he's on the low rung of whatever this next thing is. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're like... He has the one of the most bone-chilling lines in any screenplay, to me. And it's delivered perfectly, but um, the people in that room, like... <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you their names. But if I did tell you their names, let's just say you wouldn't sleep so well at night. Mm-hmm. And it's just like dude, that's like there's a similar thing in True Detective season two, a similar line delivery as well, where it's just like it's so much more terrifying. Just the implication of like, well, yeah, you saw all those people. You saw how many people were there in mask, and like you see how serious these people are, and like what they're into, and the links they'll go to cover things up, etc. When you start thinking about who might be under
1: those masks,
0: it is pretty
1: fucking scary. Which, if you parlay that into the mask that maybe your spouse is wearing, that you can't truly see her, it only pushes you towards the inevitable end we get, which is, comes home, finds out, the mask is on the bed, and the breakdown, and that, and it's this weird... It's probably, like, one of my favorite times in Tom Cruise's movie history. There's just this utter look on his face of, like, I am safe here. Like, yes, he may have gone out and done whatever. And if he just leaves it alone, apparently he'll be fine. But I went out into the night. I did these things. I got this close to being there, and I didn't. And I come home, and I could be mad that I didn't. But the journey I just went on proved to me that, like, it doesn't matter whether or not I can see my wife if my eyes are wide shut or if I know her what it is. What she told me, the thought she had, the dreams she said she had, it doesn't matter because here I'm, like, quote, unquote, safe. Mm -hmm. And the breakdown of that is just, like, probably one of my favorite parts that I've seen him do. Like, just moments of his, like, I don't know how genuine it is. I don't know what it took to get there. I don't know how many takes it is. I know... Obviously, the yeah. backstory of like not being able to see her and all that. I, so I don't know when you shoot these or when you don't. But it's as far as the the whole party thing. I could see it as completely bullshit. This is a huge thing that he happened to stumble upon, and he just needs to walk away and let them know my bad. Because honestly, dude, I walk into that party. First thing I see is that shit. I'm the first guy out the room. No, I'm good. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm not staying for nothing. You know, you don't know me. I don't know you. I was in the wrong. I'm sorry. I'm getting back in my cab and I'm leaving. And I'm telling the cabbie, look, here's another $400. Change your plates. Maybe move across town, work (laughs) for a different company. You don't know me. You never saw me. Nothing. Okay? Thank God there's no cell phone, so they can't track, like, you know, the fact that his phone or the IP address would have been whatever. Because I'm not fucking with it. Because whether or not you want it's a fun joke Oh, it's the illuminatis whatever whatever but it's like when you are so fucking rich you can do whatever you want you obviously start having like cult like mass orgy shit like what else is there to do <laughs> Right. you know aside from like hostile yeah, it, where you're it, like
0: it's, we're all roads lead <laughs>
1: yeah it's all, a, it's all a it's a winding road down the bohemian grove and you're just gonna be fucking that's what you're gonna do true power corrupts and that's the ultimate form of corruption right so, there but I also could see it as these people are well-paid, they're in government, they're in infrastructure, they're in everything. So in order to not oust themselves, they need to take it to a certain level of fear to be like, look, let it go. We know who you are, Bill. Ha <laughs> ha, look at funny Bill. He had to be trying to interlope with us. If he'd have gone through the right channels, we'd have let him in no problem. Right. And he's trying to jump. He's not paying his dues he's not taking his time to work his way up so more than like who's behind those masks i'm thinking everybody behind these masks knows it's me now all right why would i ever want to do you know because you know no one's ever going to tell you besides your good buddy doctor friend who basically might have saved your life and essentially regardless ultimately mandy did save his life because yeah. by having that overdose, he's there. He's got something that he could hold. I mean, he doesn't go help the doctor out with Mandy. How do we know that he sticks his neck out for him and says, Oh, 100%. Leave him, yeah. leave him be. It's it's fine. I'll handle it. It'll be fine. You know, they pin it all. I mean, you, well, they could how, all pin it even, on Nick Knight. You and
0: can Gail. even look at that. You can even look at that sequence, though, where he brings him in there as an audition for, like, how can he be discreet? he's helping he clearly knows i'm having an extramarital affair at my own party Mm -hmm. and it's like when you start to think about it it's like well yeah it makes sense that like you guys are going to these clubs where clearly your wife is like cool or down or whatever because she's letting you do this like at your party um but yeah you could almost look at that scene as the audition for like he's kind of grooming bill he's bringing bringing him along to see if like Mm -hmm. they can induct them and you could even like you, your Hungarian guy, he's a he's a tester, he's a feeler to see like can we seduce Alice into this, and she doesn't go for it. She says I'm married.
1: Yeah, but because because she says I'm married, and because Bill slides it with him, I believe like if they play, because he doesn't he talk about like if I play enough of my cards right, or like they're kind of like they're stuck where they're at with like the job and the the child and the marriage and all that there's really none of that no he doesn't no, talk about like not being satisfied with what he's doing no there's no dialogue about
0: okay about that being an issue they're extremely well off yeah. they seem seemingly, seemingly have everything you just get the vibe it, that like the Zigglers are much more well off
1: don't I mean, they say something about not liking to go to these parties like I shouldn't have been you know yes, they, because there's something there's something about not liking the party they went to. Or, like, right. having to do and I don't this. know if that's the people or the schmoozing or whatever it is. Right. But you there is some, I would, maybe it's not a ton, but there is some slight aversion to being where they are. Not liking having right. to do that. Like, hey, it was a great party. We'll have to tell them it was great. Because they need to tell them. Because if they don't, then it's going to look like a faux pas socially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you do argue that, yeah, I could take your argument that, like, this is a grooming process But because, you know. But again, all of that is irrelevant to the themes
0: of the movie. Right. But practically speaking, at the very end, I love the hard cut to what her face looks like after he's presumably told her everything. Right. You get the great shot of she's like, eyes are bloodshot red. She looks like white as a sheet, essentially. She's smoking a cigarette with her wedding ring very prominently in the frame. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we cut to him and he also is kind of like, you know, grabbing his face. Wedding ring prominently in the frame. And then her only real response is like, hey, promised the kid we were going to take her Christmas shopping today, so we got to do that, basically. And they talk, you know, it's kind of, the conversation keeps getting broken up as they're, like, working their way up and down the aisles, and it's like, the first time you're watching it, part of you is like, you're not expecting this as the last scene. Right. You're like, well, it's not going to end here, right? Like, right. Like, a toy store? Like, what? You're not expecting it, but this really hit me this time watching it which is she brings up the thing and she's like you know I think all of our but exp- we should be grateful all of our experiences we've been through whether they were real or only a dream. She says it in such a way where it's like and again that that look I read on her face which is just like you motherfucker. I come cl- I tell you something. Like, yeah, I was being a little shitty about it, but I tell you a genuine emotion I had, a thought I had, a passing thought I had about a guy one time. You go off, almost have sex with a hooker, who you would have gotten HIV from, because I'm I'm assuming he told her everything Everything, that he did. You went to a random club, you met your buddy, you end up at a house orgy, you watch all these people fuck... You may have endangered us with endanger our entire family and our livelihood with the Illuminati, who we now have to live in fear of for the rest of our lives, possibly. Um, by the way, Ziegler's like connected to this, etc. But it's like you went and did all of this. All I did was have a thought and tell you about a dream. But she, there's just a tone to it where I'm like, where she's like, she's pissed off. Mm -hmm. she's pissed off that he but she's also coming to terms with like okay well i see what i did to his psyche etc he he was tempted but hey at the end of the day he didn't do anything and if ultimately it's i don't think any of our actions could be you know judged by one night sort of thing no dream is just a dream blah, blah blah and then she has the killer last line which i won't even attempt to to ruin or butcher for people but it's the greatest last line in cinema history and it's a great note to leave it on but prior to that, he is very much like been through this experience and he's recommitted of, like, forever. I mm-hmm. want to be with you forever. You're the one for me. I know that now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was uncertain, but now I'm sure. And she, very practically speaking, and true to her character and the way she's been the whole time, is like, don't say that. That word, like, freaks me out and everything. And part of you wants to be like, oh, did we make any progress at all? But it's like, no, I think 100% they did because they're, like, as she says, now we're awake, which is essentially, like, now we've both... Sh-
1: Your eyes are open now. Yeah, you see what's now what. we've
0: shared our deepest, darkest thoughts and temptations and secrets with each other, and now all we really can do is move forward together. And she's like, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, oh, it's a magic, you know magic pill now and i'm all good and i'll never have there's never even gonna ever gonna be any temptation but as the great martin scorsese who said this was like one of the best films of the 90s out on his top five list he has this great quote about like it's about learning to take things day by day not you know it's about relationships on so many levels but it ultimately yeah comes back to that of like all all you can do is kind of both hope for in any relationship whether you're married or not is to maybe be somewhere near the same page and like carry forward together but that's pretty much that's that's where it leaves us and it's still ambiguous in as much as like I don't know if they're gonna make it I don't know if I care that they make it but it's one where you and I feel like a lot of people yeah you bring your own shit to it and Mm -hmm. definitely the way I watched this when I was like 13 where it was more the salaciousness of it the like oh my god I can't believe there's this like weird mansion sex scene thing and like Nicole Kidman's like totally naked like so many times in this movie like not being able to get over just the like whoa factor of Mm -hmm.
2: it
0: Um, and then as I I mean I go back to it over and over again over the last several years and it's like the more relationships I've had the more complications that those relationships I've had it's like it's a it's an incredible movie and the fact that it was all of those themes were explored and a lot of stuff that you would theoretically never be able to get across in like a big budget major studio movie that has two of the biggest movie stars in the world at the head of it and that it kind of fucking works and hang together again people at the time somewhat split on it some people mm-hmm. thought it was trash some people thought it was like one of his worst movies. But I think, and arguably over time, it has—it's outlived the reputation it had before it came out, which was like the movie that ruined their marriage and like all of this stuff and like so much focus on the couple aspect of it. But when you look back at like again the way he filmed it, the whole structure of separating them and keeping them—I mean, the movie physically separates them. The screenplay didn't. It—it is very much method directing. Where I'm like well, he was just being practical. Like if they're not on screen together, they're having these separate experiences. I can't have them seeing each other having these experiences. Yeah. It's got to linger in their mind. They got to be questioning. She's going to really be home
1: with the kids whenever he's shooting. Right. Yeah. I mean, his <laughs> first. Yeah. But yeah. Um,
0: I love it. Do you have any more final thought? I think we,
1: no, I just, I think it is. It's one of those, again, like you say, you bring your own baggage into it and there's, yeah, I feel like there's some people you... who would watch
0: it and not relate to it at all or yeah. or find the couple somewhat. I, I do get where the, the wealth factor for some people can be a, a distancing thing where it's just like, what, what do these rich white people have to complain about? Like, right. what do they really have, you know they're extremely wealthy all this other stuff yeah, but, but money
1: doesn't equal happiness that's I, the that's the whole key I you, think you can see right there that's
0: in there too and i think because look at Siegel, he's got tons of want, money if, if we, we want to be problems. really cynical about it it's like well why are they a rich like upper west side couple in new york and why is he a doctor well so i can set things in gorgeous mansions and like cool apartments and like it doesn't seem ridiculous basically so i can film nice shit that i want to film right
1: um i mean listen they could be a poor interracial couple from the east side of harlem and the orgy thing could just be in like a burnout factory it's just not as nice yeah but that's not as visually compelling for me i mean i've seen that movie it's not eyes wide shut it's like a different movie it's in the adult section you know what i mean like it's a whole different thing It could you, but you could take brown eyes. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Um, Nailed it. Podcast (laughs) over. Yeah, it's uh, it's an all backdoor experience. If you know what I mean. Anyway, it's uh, but the themes are universal. I get that you like you can argue that now. We argue everything now about like, well, it's not this. It doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about that. Look at what it was at the time. The themes are generational. It, It it keeps going. If you don't, if you're not able to be honest talk about things, get it all out there, bear it all, you know, the way that they were going to tear his clothes off by the day they unmasked him. Because, you know, you got to argue that, like, he was unmasked a room, amongst a room of strangers who all know who he is. He has no idea who they are. If that motherfucker can't tell his wife what he's been up to, he hasn't learned anything. Right. Anything. <laughs> <Yes>. Un- <laughs> anything. So, you know, oh, it's, it's, you know... Why it was wild redoing it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually sitting down and watching yes, it,
0: and I still feel like we could talk about it for another hour. But of course, we we must. But we'll I never here. I never had the, the balls Patreon. to full on just be like, let's do a Kubrick series. But I I do think I will be incorporating him into two by twos because yeah, man, a oh, lot God. of rich texts. It's a rich <laughs> tapestry of American cinema. All right, uh, that was Eyes Wide Shut from the the grand old year of 1999. We had a great pairing. This was a great time. This has been your 2x2 two two Retro Reviews for the month of July 2021. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for whatever the heck we're doing next. And uh, we'll let you know if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this chat. Maybe we keep the summer of sexual seduction going. Maybe we do another two-by-two two mm-hmm. with some of our other erotic pairings. Uh, let us know if you want us to do that or just move it right along to something else because we can do that, too. Yeah. Okay? You can email us, thearkofee at gmail.com. Shout us on Instagram at Network, on Twitter at E, or head over to the Facebook where Gavin will answer any and all. Full service, whatever you need. Just yeah. let him know. I can get you a toe. three,
1: You forgot the. You forgot to tell them the one thing. that what? they need to do. You're giving out all of our info and stuff. You forgot to tell the one thing you need to do, Noah. I'm not gonna do it.
0: Why not? I, it's the. I, it's, uh, no.
1: Okay, so they don't need to do it. That's <laughs> do you want to do it? I was good. You were good. You. I was trying to set you up. You're like, what are you talking about? What do they need to do? I, I was <clears> just <throat> gonna say it.
0: What do they need to do, Gavin? Fuck. we've been the (laughs) blanchard brothers (laughs) and this has been eyes wide shut and
1: wild things (laughs) oh yeah we did that one too
0: (sighs) where'd she get that outfit sluts are us
2: (laughs) you You stupid bitch
1: (laughs) see even if i came back i wouldn't be welcome my mother's she's breaking her trust what is it though what is the one he says um uh, yeah you know what and we didn't the say best this is, you're you're dead <laughs> you you're dead <laughs>
0: it's just like a bad anime did Sam dub Lombardo rape you? <laughs> you're dead <laughs> no the best is the trailer moment from nev campbell don't <laughs> touch me <laughs> great line delivery with the with so the good yeah yeah man yeah that's the moment though, where you're like oh,
1: oh, oh shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. what did she oh, what am I thinking of when it's that's it's something I can't remember if it's something I'm forgetting something about well yeah we, we were spoiler. talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> if it does make sense they probably were fucking the entire time because she does say the one thing she's gonna miss about blue, like Blue Bay is him I didn't think about that. The oh, the first thing Denise Richards says is like that's gonna be the worst thing about like senior year being leaving is like he him. He's the only good thing about this. So yeah, they have been fucking the entire time. I I meant we to figure it out. I meant to throw three, that in there towards three, the end, but then we moved three hours and fifteen yeah, minutes. We, moved of the episode. The, yeah. we figured it out. Yeah, we got it. We figured it out, guys. We'll do it yeah, we'll do it again, color of night and um uh, I don't know, I gotta find another basic classy. instinct I gotta no. find I said classy. Oh.
0: Um, oh, God, I love Basic Instinct. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. I don't know. We're not going to figure it out right now. we got to get them to come back for the next night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Then we'll figure it out. All
1: right, we're done.